I'd do some wild things for a donut. Spread your cheeks. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. You're not going to end prohibition by getting arrested. I want my weed. Man, don't you keep up with current events? Weed ain't illegal no more, nigga. What? What? Bings! I'm a supporter of human beings! Your Honor, I would like to plead not guilty on the ground that Obama legalized weed! All cash, baby. All, all, all cash, baby. You have to listen to this crazy man. You can't. That's why his body fell apart. After bowl. Oh, yes. It is another one. Tuesday night got you feeling all right. It is August 2nd, the first August Tuesday of 2022. And I am Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean, bringing you another bowl. Welcome back, bowlers. Yeah, we're easing you into it tonight. Easing you into August. Oh, yeah. I love this beat. This is chill. Oh, it's a great one. Chillaxin'. This one's called Midnight. Nice. By Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Gorgeous. Yeah, he's got some great work out there. Good stuff. We're always linking him in the chat, of course. In the show notes, yeah. in the show notes. That's what I meant. But you should get in the chat. Bullafterbull.com. Hit that listen live button. That'll get you a Kiwi link. That'll get you started. If you know anything about IRC, then maybe you graduate from Kiwi one day. Use another client. Act superior. Is that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. When you're hanging out uh, in your basement with all your friends on the internet. Yeah. All your friends in the world. At least you're not hanging out in Chicago. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> there were 33 people shot over the weekend. Uh-oh. Yeah, three fatally. But you know what the craziest part is? What is the craziest part? When you click on this story, the headline's still up. It says, 33 shot, three fatally in violence across Chicago. You click on it, and then it says, 48 people were shot. Whoa! Five fatally. Completely different numbers. So they just ran with the 33 in the Or they got a sudden update and then just left it. They're like, but the 33, that's when we publish. Yeah. 33, we hit the publish button. 48, you know, that's great. <laughs> and we'll update the article, but that's not a headline. Man. Yeah. You know what else happened this week? What else? An endangered ferret was cloned and brought back to life after 33 years. What? Yeah. It was a black-footed ferret, which... Unbeknownst to me, was declared endangered in 1967. So there's about a thousand of them alive today in the wild, Mm -hmm. and they all came from a group of seven. So they wanted to diversify the bloodlines. And they went to uh, the San Diego Zoo Global, which has like a frozen zoo of frozen animals. And they had a black-footed ferret there named Willa who passed away in 1988. 
black-footed so, ferret. That sounds like a playground insult, actually. It does. It sure does. You black-footed ferret. <laughs> and you yellow-bellied sap suckers. That's a good one. Add it to the list. But yeah, they got they have cells in this frozen area from more than 1,100 species. So they're just waiting. Just waiting for the, uh, okay, go time. Let's bring it back. And so they made a clone embryo from this ferret's tissue. And then they implanted it into a domesticated ferret in Colorado, who then carried it to term and gave birth to this black-footed ferret that's uh, basically Willa 2.0. Fantastic. Yeah. And Saving they said, the black-footed uh, ferret one, uh, one Willa at a time. Yeah. They said it has all the instincts and aggression of, you know, if it had been born in the wild. I don't know. The implications of this creep me out. <laughs> like, I need to put in my will, please do not clone me. <laughs> like, please let me rest. I don't care how many times I've been dead for 33 years. Please don't clone <laughs> yeah. me. When 33 years have come and passed, Lorian 2.0 does not want to wake up. I'm just telling you. And it's also, it's like, it's not you, right? It's a clone of you, so it'll never actually be you, even though it looks just like you and perhaps has mannerisms like you. It's very creepy. Yeah. I don't like it. It's, uh... Going into the realm of things we don't quite understand, I would say. Yeah. It's going into the realm of scientists playing God, which uh, usually ends badly. Yeah. From what I know, what little I know. Seems like it. And my final top 333 story tonight is that the death toll in India's toxic liquor consumption rose to 33 this week. Ooh. Yeah. This is what happens when you prohibit things. You know, this is what happens under prohibition. Mm-hmm. People die. Uh, this was in Gujarat, which is a dry state. Uh, they've actually banned the sale and consumption of alcohol since 1960. So what happens? People try to make stuff. And these bootleggers were selling these little plastic pouches with industrial solvent methyl alcohol and water mixed together, selling it as country-made liquor. And uh, 45 people consumed it and all had to undergo treatment. So, yep, 33 dead so far. And they said the number's going to keep going up. But there's 14 people that they're trying to stick charges on and they have eight of them detained. So, mm. no when, good. When are they going to catch all 33 that did it, though? Right. You never know. They've only got a head count of 14 so far. <laughs> Maybe next month. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, fantastic. Well, man, you dove right into the heat right off the bat. I did. That's an interesting change-up, throwing me a curveball. Oh, yeah, I gotta keep it fresh. Keep it fresh, switching things up. I like it. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, man, we've had a a weird week. I did evening classes again last night, or last week. I'm still trying to recover. It's funny, because in the evenings, you've got a four-hour window, right? And during the day, it's nearly eight. It's like seven and a half. Counts as eight. Um, the break times are all jacked up. You know, I don't know when to go on break. Oh, yeah. I don't know when to send these poor kids to their break. So luckily it's their first week too, so. <laughs> so they don't know either. They can't tell that I'm confused. I, You know what I mean? No, but they'll be confused next week if they get a different instructor. Is yeah. it still you with them? No. Yeah, no, they'll no, be they're like. Going, uh, they're going elsewhere. Spencer gave us lunch at 12. <laughs> 
<laughs> we got a break in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be all messed up. That was my excuse to him. I was like, you know, doing evenings for a while. Now I switch to days. Now How gotta, did you like that? I gotta wake up in the morning. Evening teaches. Evening's weird. It feels like the same amount of time, weirdly enough. Mm. Like four hours in the evening versus like seven and a half all day. Feels the same. When you get done, like those evenings just feel like they are just taking forever. Forever. Yeah. And you had to miss all your favorite podcasts. I know, I know. I'm trying to get back on the... It was rough. Trying to get back (laughs) in the saddle. But we did finish that chicken run, which was awesome. We did. Finish oh, it. The run for the chickens. <laughs> finish the chicken runs, jam them up there, and they now know to go to bed at night. So it's amazing. I think we didn't shut them tonight, but they're all in the coop. Yeah. They've been all in the coop. They didn't night, kill like each other. Four nights a, in a row now. It's all good. They're Davis. still staying separate, though. Yeah. The older hens and the noobs that yeah, we threw in there. The noobs are in the north coop now. It's pretty much like their hangout. Yeah, but even during the day, they hang towards the back of the run. And the hens come up to the front. Yeah, the hens will like come up when we come out, and they'll like yeah. be like, "Hey, how you doing? It's good to see you." It's you kind of wild. And the uh, how dog-like they are. Yeah, it's kind they of they greet isn't you, it? and if you don't like say something to them or give them a treat or something, they start squawking at you. Mm-hmm. I'll let you pet them though, which is neat. Yeah, I got to get rid of all that grower food. <laughs> yeah, put them on the been, big hen stuff. Been kind of mixing it. With the egg layer food, just kind of uh, giving a half and half blend in there for a while. Yeah. And, and then, then jamming some eggshell in it that's for what some extra calcium. Say. Yeah, you've been grinding up their shells. Their shells and the store shells, just any eggshells that we use. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, uh, they are not producing quite yet as much as we're eating. <laughs> yeah. And eggage. It's not consistent, but it's it seems to be about every other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely found one that was a first one. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back from my uh, my dad's this weekend. We found one that was like super small, and they also laid it in the run. Like, what are you doing? I was wondering if they kicked it out. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, it was all scratched Because it would have uh, got broke. No, nah, they just stepped on it a bunch because they're dumb. So it was all scratchy. Yeah, what are you going to do? Also installed some swings. Yeah, that's right. Girls got some swings on the deck, so now they each have a little wooden swing. It was on sale at the hardware store. and uh, They want to paint their names on them now, though, is the big thing. Yeah, I mentioned that it was possible, and now they're like, can we go get paint? Can we go get paint? And I was like, oh, yes, sometime. When I have time to do that, we'll do that. I shouldn't have said it out loud. No. <laughs> but hey. You never say plans that are just tentative out loud to a four-year-old no 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 doubt because she doesn't forgive and she doesn't forget <laughs> yeah and she's impatient yeah once That's it's sure. uh, mentioned as a possibility she wants to get to it right away like right now gotta have it right now yeah been playing with some uh different tunes as well uh been drumming and practicing on some stuff and then uh also kind of switching around my playlists i was adding a bunch uh, especially to the stony station found some new stuff that's relevant cool uh, i think i added like 40 songs to it or something wow yeah if you have any suggestions for some stony songs that aren't already on the playlist uh i guess i'll pop a link it's just like a youtube playlist that we keep youtube music youtube youtube music playlist we keep adding to and adding to but uh if you got something that's not on the list just send me an email spencer at bullafterbull.com 
take a look at it, see if uh, see if we should add it. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling much better tonight than I was last bowl. That's good. I had the, yeah, I had were... the congestion. It was just starting up, and hopefully bowlers couldn't tell. <laughs> but I was pounding honey between stories, too, because I had the like post-nasal drip sore throat, you know? Mm-hmm. Ugh, and it gets all scratchy. But it's amazing what honey and adding a little zinc to your diet will do for a person in a week. Got that bounce all back, better. man. All better. Got that bounce back. Yeah. Not like these stories I've been seeing out of uh, New Zealand where there were 33 deaths from coofing. Oh, no. <coughs> oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. Then there were 33 new cases in Patna, India, and in mainland China, which, what do you expect out of China? I also saw this week that uh, now they're starting to roll out the 33 confirmed cases stories for the monkeypox. So uh, we had Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, 33 confirmed monkeypox cases, and the state of Minnesota. Oh, no. Yeah. Miniocalypse. Uh, yeah, Miniocalypse. Better it's watch out. It's approaching. Then there was an article from Newfoundland in Labrador saying that COOF-related uh, hospital admissions went down 33% in a week. This is good news. And uh, there were 33 contacts of the second monkeypox patient in Karnataka, India, but they were all asymptomatic. Okay. They probably did not have anal sex with the person. (laughs) (laughs) Odds are good, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know much about monkeypox, but... Uh, So you just get fucked in the butt. Yeah, that's what I've gathered. That's how you get it. (laughs) Hard to tell. Hard to tell. Hard to keep up with all all the news. Yeah. Might switch it up. Poos. Might switch it up on us. What, What can we say? I don't know. Barely keep our thumb on the pulse, man. What can we say? Today, I learned for the first time in my adult life that Ooga Booga is racist and not to be said. Oh, really? I was <laughs> I was looking up, um, well, because there's finally a release date for the third season of Bluey in America. And I was trying to figure out, okay, how much has been censored? How much has been removed from this? How long are the original Australian episodes? You know, what are we missing out on? And uh, when I put in the word censored, first thing that came up was that two episodes were taken off of uh, TV in Australia because the character said Ooga Booga, and that's racist against aboriginals. I see. Yes. Wow, who and knew? <laughs> yeah, who knew? <laughs> I thought it was caveman speak. And that's that's the context in the show, is like Bluey's playing pretend and she's being a caveman. It's that episode where the parents are building the porch swing, and then the kids are playing in boxes, and they evolve. They start off as like tadpoles, and then they're cavemen, and so they're going, ooga booga. But they just changed it to shooby-doo-wa. Shooby doo Okay, so that's better. That's wi- that's better. Yeah, better. Shooby Shooby doo And so when it came to America, it had already been changed. Ah. So don't have to worry about the American kitties saying ooga booga. I always wondered why the kids always said shooby doo or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you said is that right? Shooby doo I don't know if it's shooby doo I th- or shooby shooby doo wa. Shooby doo wa. But either way, this is much better, right? This that sounds pretty <laughs> racist. Shooby doo wa. <laughs> wah, 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 I, think, 
everything can be racist if you uh, use it in the correct context. Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, mentally ill enough, I suppose (laughs) everything (laughs) reminds you of some kind of a racial stereotype. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't believe that for a kid's cartoon. Oh, my goodness. People just want to get mad about stuff, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. (sighs) Who's got time for that? Who wants to be mad? Very racist. Uh, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Oh, yeah. I got to watch out for that song. hmm <laughs> Yeah, that makes me want to tap my toes and start singing. I know. That was stuck in my head. It's a very catchy one. I love it. I love it. And I love the bowlers who make this show possible. Oh, look at that. Rolled right into it. Yeah. We all love the bowl. bowlers, man. Yeah. Bowlers, man. They're a huge part of the show. And, uh... Try to switch it up for him. We try to keep it fresh for him. We try to put value in and uh, give you something to look forward to every Token Tuesday. And hey, maybe even a bonus Bowls with Buds every once in a while when we can fit them in. Uh, of course, our last Bowls with Buds, find at bowlswithbuds.com. Uh, all the Bowls with Buds, in fact, you could find there. We did schedule a new one, though. All right. Which hasn't been announced in the feed, so this is... This is breaking. This is the first anyone's hearing about it. A week from Thursday, it will be Fletcher and Carolyn rejoining us. All right. Reigniting the original bowls with pods. So how do you like them apples? Hog bowls. Cool. Yeah. That will be a week from Thursday, like we said. Uh, We're going to split the difference between their uh, old Thursday slot and our Tuesday go time. So 8 central is what we're aiming for on that one. Sweet. You know, and we might uh, come in, puff and smoke a little bit late. Who knows? That's just kind of like what we're aiming for. What we're aiming for. So the Hogaroos will be here with me and you. Awesome. That'd be great. And I'll get that announced in the feed, uh, you know, as soon as I probably do my post show, clean up, whatever. Yeah. Typey types, typey types. But, uh, yeah, like you said, we want to thank our bowlers who contribute to the show right at the beginning. Because, you know, they bring value to the show. They bring clips they bring news stories they bring all kinds of stuff uh they even pass the bowl that's kind of how it starts you know yeah once you uh start off giving value you just tell your friend hey here hit this and you give them a nude podcast app hopefully because uh, you love to take all your clothes off and go to nudepodcastapps.com and pick yourself out a modern podcast player that can do all the cool stuff like chapters and uh most importantly, Boostagrams can send little pieces of Bitcoin with messages attached. Links to files, links to, you know, people send us sound clips, people send us images, people send us all kinds of stuff. And it's attached to Bitcoin. How cool can you get? Yeah. How cool can you get? Send the Satoshis. Uh, a Bulls with Buds boost. Boostagram came through from Mitch. And right. that's uh, 30,040 sats Woo. coming through. Thanks, Mitch. He said, shout out to all the bowlers out there, LFG. Let's fucking go. Cheers, Mitch. Uh, we had some tests. We are uh, burning down the house with some tests. Uh, not C-dubs definitely sent us a test from Boost CLI. <laughs> so we thank you for that, 33. Uh, test boost for RB, RPB, excuse me, 1.8.0. That's the old 8888 from Abel Kirby out of CurioCaster. All right. Thanks, Abel. And oh my goodness, that's an Abel Craft boost. Uh, what am I even reading? Thank you anyway. But yeah. 
Great test boost. Uh, lot, lots of talk later on in the show about uh, the new update. He's talking about the Raspy Pot, uh, the Raspy Blitz. Oh, cool. Update 1.8.0. So that's been a big one. Uh, Bulls with Buds did get a boost 33.33 here. Woo! From Signs of New Growth out of Fountain. Thank you. Thank you. And he was boosting that uh, Chiron Down. That was the last Bulls with Buds. Uh, and you can check out those and all of them at bullswithbuds.com or Buds with Butts. Think still works as well. Sweet. Yeah, we're versatile here on the show. C Dubs did twenty one twenty one us from Boost CLI. That's his baby there. Uh, Boost from Raspy Blitz one point eighteen. He's in the future, I guess. We're nice. in the future boosting. That's awesome. Thanks, C Dubs. He got uh, his node upgraded, as did I on uh, on Sunday. That was right when I got home, and he was doing it. Then I. Uh, Started my upgrade as well. Uh, 1337 from, oh, that's from me. Not a CurioCaster. Look at that. Test boost from Chrome browser running CurioCaster in Windows 10. Mm. I was just trying to trigger people. I don't know if it worked. Well, you triggered yourself. Yes. And you triggered a boost. Well, then it's working. It's <laughs> working. Um, 101 test from C-Dubs. 333 test from C-Dubs. We love testing out. Uh, that's another beautiful thing about the the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem and lightning network uh the boost involves sending money back and forth or the testing even involves sending money back and forth uh which i still have to test some uh boost cli his way from umble umbral umble umble i have to teach you how to uh put it on your umble yeah <laughs> we can teach everyone <laughs> teach me how to umble teach me teach me how to umble everybody umble everybody umble okay anyway enough of that uh, I did a helipad test, so there's that. 420, though, from Test Toker. Oh, yeah, Test Toker. Thank you. Another test, because we love the tests. At uh, a CurioCaster Live, Test Toker said, CurioCaster shows the next episode is on August 3rd? Mm, CurioCaster is wrong. Yeah, CurioCaster was wrong. I wonder how it could have been wrong, since it gets all of its information from the RSS feed. Oh, boy. I don't know how that happened. Hmm. Yeah, I just kind of looked at uh, the calendar and picked Wednesday instead of Tuesday when I was updating. Wow. You know, it's the month rollover. Who can be accurate? It's harder when you're not just adding seven to a number. But I got that fixed. I love people who edit our feed via the helipad boostograms. That is so helpful to me. Curio, or, uh, Curio. <laughs> Abel Kirby was the first to do it uh, out of CurioCaster. And... uh we love the bullers are out there proofreading and uh, sending in the edits via Boostergram. It's a fantastic way to do it. Yeah. Blame time zones, C-Dub says. That's a great, yeah, it's a great uh, thing to point out. I thought that we were uh, in Australia because, you know, we talked to Kyron for a while and we figured out that he lives in the there of here and then we thought here was there after that and it was just a, just a mess. So I'm like in the Brisbane time zone mentally. My subconscious lives there. What can I say? Uh, we did get a huge boost uh, twice in from Lavish. It's a big row of ducks. Five ducks in a row. Two, 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 two. Woo! Duck yeah, Lavish. It's from Lavish there. He says, good. <laughs> in all caps. That's out of fountain. Uh, and then he did it again right after that. Two, 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 two. And uh, no note with that one. Good. So it's good. Good. <laughs> it's Thank good. you. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. 
Uh, 4269, that's Harv Hat's calling card. He boosts that live tag every time we go live in Curiocaster, and we thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, Harv Hat. Uh, 3333 from Servo. Woo! Also using that boost CLI. Who says, <laughs> on hook, off hook, co- uh, cookbook, gobbledygook. <laughs> that sounds kind of racist. I don't know about all that. I suspect racism. 33 minutes ago, by the way. I oh, love nice. those numbers. That's beautiful to look at in Elipad. All those threes will lighten us up. Uh, sup, yo, sup comes in live from Curiocaster. He boosts 12,357. All right. Sats. Sup, sup, yo, sup. Thank He's you. boosting that live tag. We're all hooked up. We're all lit. It's a great, yeah. awesome new live son this of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. We love it. It's changed our life for the better. Uh, yeah, he says, learn harder. <laughs> learn harder. I'm still learning. I'm learning and relearning and then uh, learning again and then forgetting. So study, I have to study, reteach study. myself. Uh, that was in reference to getting that bowling sound back and hooked up for the boost. That strike sound, that pop of the pins. One of my favorite sounds, by the way, on this earth. It's the sound of a good strike that's right in the pocket. Which, uh, I don't know, not everybody's a fan of, but uh, it makes me feel really good when I hear it. Really good. Uh, Booberry comes in, because uh, that's a big surprise, right, when Booberry comes in? Booberry's always coming in. Boostbury. Boostbury, the known boosting maniac, 2345, out of Fountain. Woo! And he says, this is the way, with a lovely picture, and uh, that's a beautiful thing. You can link a JPEG in your Boostagram. And this JPEG is a a one-way street with a sign under it that says drugs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> one-way drugs. Job less, Booberry. Cheers. Booberry, behind the schemes, of course. You got to check it out. Uh, yeah, and I always uh, link the shows of our bowlers in the show notes. That's right. So if you hear a name and you're like, oh, hmm, wonder what they're up to, click it. Click their names. In the show notes and click it'll take you. Click their names in the show notes. To their fun projects and That's right. podcasts. That's right. Uh, 6666. An Ooh. evil boost from Cold Acid at a boost CLI. Uh, who says friends are better with drugs. <laughs> Thanks, Cold Acid. And I completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, 999 from Cold Acid again. Who says IRC is a gateway to D&B I have to trust him. He knows what he's talking yes. about when it comes to these things. Uh, straight to D&B from IRC. It's a it's a gateway application. That's what we're saying. It's a gateway protocol, I should say. If you use IRC, you know. Uh 11111. That's 5 ones standing in a row. Woo! From Nam in a millennial. Aw, thanks, Nam. That's right. Buddy Dan. Bunch of sticks. Or as I like to say Greg Daniels. Uh yes. <laughs> he sends us uh, he sends us the note through Fountain. Thanks for the node help, big boy. hey Yeah, of course. Um, he says more, but I was trying to find... A <laughs> that was a big thing. There we go. Running the node and smoking the chode. D8, 8D. There's two chodes there. Very nice. Cool. Nice. It doesn't... Uh, it's not gay if it rhymes. That's what I heard. Is that a fact? Yeah. Okay. It's not gay if it rhymes. Uh, speaking of being uh, rhyming... I'm checking out the PayPal here, and uh, we got a donation in the PayPal. This is 773 coming in, and it came in right after the last episode. 
And uh, this is just for lightning advice from JH. So thank you, JH. I don't know 100% what you want to be credited as. I don't like to just read people's names right off the PayPal if I don't uh, have an indicator. Yeah. I don't accidentally dox nobody or whatever. I don't know what your preference is out there. But just let us know. Yeah, if you want to. If you got something special you want to go by. Yeah, whatever. You can always email. Show at bowlafterbowl.com. Yeah, we both, to both we of both us. see it. No one's ever done it, but it uh, <laughs> allegedly works. No one's even ever tested it. Because you oh. can't send Bitcoin with a test of the email, so nobody ever does oh. it. You know? <laughs> Not like, yeah, well, you know. But lightning advice. Lightning advice, he says. So, yes. Um, I'm glad that uh, you found value in that lightning advice. And thank you for returning that value. This is what it's all about. So we very much appreciate that. Also, uh, Kevin S. always comes in. Kevin, thank He's you. From the coast of California with his monthly five doll hairs. So Woo. thank you very much. We appreciate all of our bowler boosters and uh, the PayPal, of course. We're still keeping that alive. Thank you for the value for value. Because uh, that's hooked up to uh, the Linode now is another thing that uh, comes out on the monthly. Okay. And our first invoice for that was, I think, just under 12 bucks for the first month. So that's what running that's what's running the stream, that Azura cast. And uh, if you're listening to the Bull After Bull stream, you know, we used to do all kinds of goofy stuff on it. Used to crash all the time, and uh, you know there would be nothing on it for a while. Mm. Uh, now you'll find something interesting in there, twenty four seven. It's always running, and uh, it live streams. If our friends are on schedule, the uh, streams of some of our buddies on the stream, and uh, I I need to relook at the schedule and make sure that uh, everybody on my radar is on there. I'd like to put Abs and the Six Pack on there. I want to, you know. Yeah. It's not, uh, I just want to get away where some people who aren't like every single week at the same exact time going, I want to just give them a button they can hit, you know, that can, yeah, that can mirror their stream on our stream. That's something that we've been talking about for a while. But right now I have it, uh, to point at things like the No Agenda show when it comes on, Hog Story, Rare Encounter, Behind the Schemes, uh, Millennial Media Offensive. Lotus podcast, the Lotus Effect, I should say. Um, I Nick hope the I, Rat. Nick the Rat on Wednesday nights. See, this is why you, I you never, never like. List you're things, never supposed man. to list everybody out because then you forget people and then you're an idiot. Yeah. But uh, it's all right. Everybody knows I'm an idiot. It's like not big breaking news. <laughs> okay. Good boy. new. But when those shows aren't on, uh, you get a rotation of all the bowls with buds we've ever done, which is interesting because. Uh, maybe you missed a few bowls with buds. Maybe you never heard us talk to a certain person, and then you catch it randomly. It's just on a random shuffle on a big-ass playlist. And uh, that's what's rolling on the stream, uh, 24 hours a day. So if you're bored and there's no shows on, that's what's going on on the bowl stream. It's uh, some old bowls with buds in rotation. Um, we also had a surprise show up in the bowl this week. We did have a great surprise. And we want to give a big thanks. Yes, Thank you to Sir Addison of Ebels. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Little salutes. Gift box in the bowl. Salutes to Sir Addison. Uh, he sent us a little Ebels uh, swag bag. It had a couple of these uh, full spectrum CBD oil uh, mint. Yeah. Uh, tinctures. Like a thousand milligrams. A thousand milligrams in that bottle. So we need two of those. I, yeah. Uh, some soft gels, which I haven't tried yet. 
No, I haven't tried the soft gels either. Uh, full spectrum once again. And also this freeze gel. It's yes. kind of like some muscle healer kind of stuff here. Yeah, it's got a bunch of good stuff in it too. Um, yeah, so all of Menthol, this. Menthol, camphor. Cool. It's like. Uh, Wolfsbane. Got the Wolfsbane. Arnica. <laughs> CBD hemp oil blend. Uh, tea tree oil. All really, I was impressed with like the quality of the ingredients. And the ingredients that he chose not only to put in, but also the ingredients that aren't in there. The tincture, it's not like uh, some gross seed oil. It's um, it's some nice MTC oil, coconut oil based. Uh, same with the soft gels. Yes. So it's all yeah. very high quality stuff. I tried the full spectrum tincture and you know me. I'm like, okay, CBD. Mm-hmm. But boy, I was <laughs> glad that it was the end of my day because I felt silly. I don't know if you felt that way too, but I was like, wow, I, there's some kind of buzz going on. It was definitely more than what you aver- you get off of an average uh, CBD product. And it wasn't really like, you can't describe it as getting stoned or high no, or anything like that. No, it wasn't high, but... But there was definitely like the activation method that I've never really, I don't know. Most CBD does almost nothing. Yeah. Or like nothing it, discernible. And you kind of just are left wondering. Um, it was also kind of uh, after a long day, though. You know, it's like. Yeah, that too. One of those things where I had muscles that needed relaxing. Yeah. It's kind of in the good situation, perfect for it, you know. And the box had just arrived. And so it was all just like the, everything coming together at the certain perfect time. The mint that they used for it was awesome. It was just yummy. Yeah, it's like not overpowering or overwhelming, you know. It's just the right amount. Yeah. But yeah, it's full spectrum, so it's got THC in there. You know, not like edibles amount of Delta 9 or anything. Right. Yeah, I thought it but was a... I just think that... um, It was it was definitely more than I expected it to be. Yeah, what do they call it? The entourage effect? Correct. If you can keep everything in there, then do that. Then use what the natural plant is offering to you. Yeah, absolutely. Keep as much together as you can. We should talk to him about the... Coming on, talking yeah. more about, you know, what's in there and how it's sourced and all of that. Yeah, definitely. Because it's, um, I was impressed by the qual- the quality of the product for sure. Yeah, it was awesome. So we'll have a link to that store in the show notes as well. And, That's great. Uh, we appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. It's another, yet another way to was, send value is, you know. A really fun surprise. Uh, throw stuff in our mailbox. Yeah. It's a fun way to do it. And there's another mailbox you can throw stuff in, too. The voicemail box. Oh, yes. Every week we have a first time I ever topic. It's just a prompt. I mean, you can just call and say hi or whatever. But this week, we want to hear about the first time you ever went to a flea market. So all you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663. That's right. We'll play it. We won't screen it. And uh, it'll be a jolly old time. Dangerous things could happen. (laughs) Yes. You never know. Dangerous things usually do happen. Yeah. But that's why we stay dangerous. That's right. Christopher Battles told us we had to stay dangerous, so that's what we do. That's what we do on the show. Yeah. We always take his advice. Always take his advice. You can also text that line, too. 816-607-3663. Likes her seat sitter. 
the mastermind behind that voicemail jingle. Uh, he's been texting me. Uh, select quotes <laughs> from the latest South Park special. Oh, nice. Stream the Stream Wars, Wars 2. Too. Mm-hmm. He said, sorry about the whole weed thing. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me we need that as an ISO. Yeah. He's definitely correct. The last line was a great ISO, too. I can't remember the last line. I don't remember what it was. I just remember, oh, I need that. Damn. <laughs> well, and I have I to watch it yet again. Yeah. To watch it yet again. Uh, also, had a message from Sir Mike Roch, who's telling us we need to talk to Dr. Joe. Maybe get him on a bulls with buds or something. All right. Dr. Joe. And he's eh? got a link here, so I need to explore that. Um, I don't always check the text line until I'm down here. Uh, doing the show, rock and show stuff. So um, I appreciate that. And we will definitely take a look, uh, Dr. Yes. Sir Mike Crotch. You know, send all your hot tips to uh, 816-607-3663 or your hot tits. I was going to say, in case of emergency, call 816-607-3663. There you go. Because we might not check the text line. So just call. <laughs> yeah. Call and then we'll check that on Tuesday as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, uh, this is a kind of a perfect time where we like to talk about sats in a little segment I like to call. Ah, yeah, it's a busy week in the old cocaine shit stain department. Uh, mainly because we had a big ass raspy blitz update rollout. Oh, yeah. Which is really cool. Uh, now comes built in with uh, LND 0.15.0, the latest uh, LND beta. And uh, I had actually upgraded my LND to that before because I had no idea this was just right about to roll out. I probably should be more involved in watching the discussion and stuff on the GitHub. But, uh, you know, you know me, I'm a guy running in a thousand directions at once. So it takes me a while to check in. But man, I saw that in like five different places when the when they rolled that update out. I saw it in a bunch of different uh, bots in Telegram telling me about it, and uh, saw it on some Tweeties, and saw it on some Tooties. I saw it all over the place, so I was very excited to get my hands on it and try it out for myself. Uh, certain things I don't like to update right away, but Raspy Blitz, I'm always happy to do so because they these guys have been spending, you know, months. On 1.8.0, oh man, I'm such an idiot. I don't know the the acronyms you use for like the RC or some something like that. It's basically the the dev branch that they run themselves for testing. And uh, before they build out an SD card, you know, they spend months testing the thing, making sure that uh, they're squashing bugs in the process before the thing's ready to launch. So uh, it's been running pretty nice. Pretty much like a dream. The only problems that I've been having with my node lately all have to do with Tor mm. and Tor being under this constant uh, DDoS fuckery that yeah, just what's keeps, up with that? keeps happening and slapping. And what is up with that? You know, I wish I knew exactly what was up with that. Every time I try to uh, troubleshoot my node, the behavior is this I go to my node and I got 29 active channels, right? And I'm like, sweet tits. That's great. It's a lot of active channels. I'm happy with that. And uh, then I'll open up my node, and I'll be like, oh, shit, I only have 17 active peers, and then I have a bunch of red channels that are offline. And I'm like, that's no good. I don't like that. Mm. And then uh, as I'm typing around and looking, I have 16 active peers, and I have 14 active peers, and I have 12, and I have 11, and then I start to poop my pants. 
So I'm like, where the hell are all my peers going? And uh, sometimes it's just handle jiggling. Most of the times it's just waiting long enough. And that's not cool. All 29 peers will be right back online. Bright as life. Uh, sometimes I find if I go to an offline peer and I add them as a new peer, they just reappear as a peer. It would appear. But other times I try to do that and it says cannot connect to remote peer. Even when the damn thing is uh, inches away from the other peer when I'm trying to add you and your node goes offline to me. So that can be a little funktastic. But every time I go to any kind of support forums for it, uh, people just kind of end up shrugging and going, yeah, that's Tormate. <laughs> mm. And uh, if you go to the Tor status page, you'll see that they have been under a DDoS attack on the network since, like, early June. Yikes. And uh, there was an update written about it in mid to late July, kind of, or no, early July, I want to say. 7-7, seven, seven if I remember right. I'd pull it up right now, but I don't remember where to look. I'll have a link. I'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, it's a little frustrating because it's kind of like uh, everybody's like, well, you know, that's Tor. And Tor's under attack. I mean, there's a lot of dickheads uh, around the world that would like to see Tor, you know, either be dead completely or uh, be not very reliable if it ain't dead. And it's constantly under attack. That's just kind of like how it is right now. So that's unfortunate. But uh, as far as the Raspy Blitz 1.8.0, I was very happy to see that new UI. It looks beautiful. So it used to be when you would um, navigate in the browser to your just local host without a port. I think the default port is 80, I want to say. I'm not 100% sure, but that seems right to me, feels right to me. Uh, It used to be when you just navigate just to the plain IP Uh, the local IP of your uh, Raspberry Pi that's running Raspy Blitz. It would just have a little picture, and it would say, Hello, node operator. Uh, SSH into your node there, buddy. And then you would, you know, SSH in and get your menu and go along your merry way. Now, uh, Raspy Blitz has a nice UI, and it's kind of... uh, uh, It kind of looks kind of uh, newbie-friendly, I would say. Yeah, closer to Umbral. Yes. (laughs) Closer to Umbral. I would say it's uh, still very different in look and feel. But, you know, you use the same password that you use to SSH into it. And I'm trying to I'm trying to do that right now, which is why it's a little bit awkward. But um, I'm trying to bring it up because there's a few things that you can do just in the UI, which are uh, things that typically even I, I, I like UIs. I like the experience. I do a lot of stuff in command line with Raspberry Blitz, but when I'm just looking at stuff and uh, updating and getting uh, my daily what the hell's going on kind of report, when I'm looking at forwards, when I'm looking at channels and where they're balanced at, I'm a visual guy, and I like a visual UI to lay that out and show me what's going on. And so there's a lot of things in this uh, UI that you can do. You can send and receive both on-chain and off-chain, uh, you can open channels from it, so it's pretty cool. Uh, I still use Thunderhub as kind of my main UI and how I tweak and uh, mess with my node, but this is really cool to be able to show people who I'm onboarding and not have them shit their britches, you know? Uh, somebody who's just starting to build a node, and I'm like, well, Raspy Blitz is a viable option. Uh, everybody's like 
deathly afraid of command line, and they're uh, putting on the Umbral, which, you know, we run Umbral as well. I got nothing against Umbral. But I like a diverse amount of software out there, and that's why I run two different, you know, in this house, we run two different OSs uh, as far as nodes go. I'd like to try another one, in fact. Uh, another thing is uh, running this on bare metal ARM64 and virtual machines. Um, that's now fully supported. It's it's been a you've been able to do that, uh, and I've actually talked in chats with guys who are running their Raspberry Blitzes on virtual machines. But now that has like direct support, uh, which is fantastic. That is really awesome. It's a game changer. So now you are going to be able to spin up a Raspberry Blitz node, even if you don't have the hardware, even if you don't have the, you know, you can't track down. I'm, I'm told, I don't know, I haven't been shopping for Raspberry Pis lately, but I'm told you can't find one to save your ass, which is a bummer. Uh, but now, you know, now there's super awesome support and instructions and people are um, ready to help you spin one up on a virtual machine, which is tight. I think that's going to drive adoption. I think it's going to get more Raspberry Blitz nodes spun up. Yeah, I think so. And it just looks sweet. I mean, look at it. You've got your little yeah. UI here. You've got your card with your balance on it. It's showing you your on-chain balance, your lightning balance. Do your you whole, have it uh, set to a dark mode, or is that the standard? I, it, I'm i not sure if it comes default. It came default for me. I have to assume that it would uh, check your system setting and set it to dark mode uh, or light mode based on your system setting, but you can turn it off, and so they do have a light mode as well. Oh, I like the dark mode. <laughs> dark mode I think it looks for the dark web. Sleek. We're running behind the black Tor. And We're gold. in dark mode. Yeah. Yeah, I love the dark mode. Um, only two things that were really hiccups for me personally so far. So far. Uh, I know Harv Hat and uh, a couple others were like, you know what? I'm going to let you guys run uh, the 1.8 first and then uh, maybe wait a couple weeks, see what happens, then I'll install it for myself. It's always the safer move to kind of check it out and see what happens to the other guy. Um, two things I noticed. The first thing, when I flash the new disk, so when you update Raspberry Blitz, there's no, you know, you can patch it if you want, and you can pull down from the GitHub a new version and just install it on your own version, but the recommended and uh, finger-wag correct way and the way the developers ask you to update it is to flash a brand new SD card and then stick that in there and update it from the new SD card. Your data is saved on the hard drive, the uh, SSD that you have plugged in. And so then the new build, the new SD card build, will read um, just a file that persists that tells it what all your data is, what all your apps are, and it'll reinstall them from scratch. So you get a clean build with every version upgrade which which is really a nice way to do it just to get a totally clean build the next time um thunderhub however when i re uh reinstalled and reflashed this sd thunderhub was on some older version than uh what i'm used to having and so mm. it was a little weird it was like going back in time uh the ui was just slightly different like what uh it looked like with channels the uh option to um Turn on two-factor authentication was back off. Um, I want to say it was like 0.13.6 and 
0.13.15 is the current or the most up-to-date Thunderhub. So that was sim pretty simple. You just go into Menu, Update, and pick Thunderhub. And that's just a menu option that you can update from. So now I'm on 0.13.15 again. Got my 2FA unlock. Um, by the way, looking at it, all my peers are available. Thank you, Tor. Looks like the attacks have calmed down for now. Everybody's there. Everybody's ready. Um, what else? What else? Oh, a helipad bug. This one was very uh -oh. weird. This one took a little bit of uh, tinkering and thinkering to figure out. And appreciate C-Dubs uh, helping me out in the chat a little bit while I uh, messed around with it. And uh, I think Harvat was hanging out. Servo was there. You know, them boys. Pretty sure Cotton Gin was uh, in and out. Um, kind of helping me with my Linux retardation. There's kind of some simple commands. But I was actually um, proud of myself for how fast I got it uh, and how much I remembered in terms of uh, finding, pinpointing, and troubleshooting what was going on. Uh, but C-Dubs was very instrumental in helping me look in the logs in the correct place to start to figure out why the hell boosts weren't showing up because I installed the uh, the new SD and then did the upgrade, performed the upgrade, and Helipad takes for fucking ever to build, okay? And I've always known this because um, we came up with the uh, install process for the Raspi Blitz itself, so we wrote the script that installs it for Raspi Blitz, and um, it's like got over 300 crates from Rust that it pulls in and, and compiles as it's uh, installing itself. It's just it's like the longest app out of all of the apps to install. So at least at least out of what I use, um, I think maybe the Electrum Rust server takes a little bit longer, but only just. And it's also built in Rust, so maybe it's a Rust thing. I don't know. But when I got it built, I go to the browser, pull up my helipad, and all my boosts are there except for these tests that we've been sending oh. to the node after the upgrade. So everything post upgrade just is not there. It's not showing up. Uh. So looking in the logs, we saw that uh, it was trying to write the helipad service was trying to write data to a read only database. Well, that's not cool. Where's that database? Look it up, look up the owner. For some reason, the owner of the database ended up being uh, Sphinx relay, what? the Sphinx user instead of the helipad user. So oh. helipad's the service running. It's trying to write an update to a database that is owned now by Sphinx Relay for some reason. So that was a very simple fix. You just go to the database, you sudo chone the, uh, the database.db over to the helipad user. And then, you know, I stopped the service while I was doing that. I restarted the service and it was good to go. I don't know. Probably technically you don't even need to mess with the service uh, after doing that. Maybe you do, but uh, it is what I did, you know. So System there. control, stop the <laughs> helipad, change the owner to helipad, start the service again. But boom they all showed up instantly. Nice. So those were my only two hiccups. Uh, honestly, one of the least painful updates uh, nice. on Raspi Blitz that I've ever seen. I know on the uh, one of the last podcasting two Adam was like, "Ah, oh, I've had some, I've had some trouble updating on the Raspberry Blitz." Um, not this one, man. Not this one. This one's painless. This That's one good is to hear. Easy peasy, baby. Uh, what else do we got on on chain, off chain? Ring of Fire number nine was balanced yes. last week. 
That was a million Saturinos uh, in capacity. So six more channels lit and ignit. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, recruiting for Ring 10 right now, because I know that uh, Phone Boy and Phoenix had expressed interest, but not necessarily uh, ready yet. I don't know how ready he is, so I'll check in with him uh, this week. But then uh, Nam. All right. In a millennial, he's uh, raring to go. I've been talking a lot uh, to Dan because he just got his note up, and then we, um, I had you open that channel to him. Yep. Uh, he opened a channel to me first, and then I just gave him the whole rundown. He was like, dang, I should have reached out to you sooner. I was like, dude, I, this is my favorite shit. My favorite shit is to chat people up about node running and channels and all this stuff. Like, There's so few people that uh, play with it and that love it like I love it that anytime there's somebody new coming in that's like, I want to learn about it, or this is what I'm doing, or why isn't this working, Like, I love that shit. Email me that shit. Find me an IRC with that shit. I love it. Like, gives me fire in my soul. It's fantastic. So I'm glad that he's on. Um, he's going to be a smooth operator when it Hell comes yeah. to the nodes. Uh, and then Trent to the KC Bitcoiners, he he was uh, down to clown. So we're thinking a million sats for this one. Uh, if you're interested and you want a million sat channel, uh, excuse me, if you want two one million sat channels for the price of opening one, and then you want me to balance both of them for you, uh, get at me, dog. Spencer at bowlafterbowl.com. Zebedee Wallet announced three new Lightning games, which I was very excited to see in their Discord, uh, that announcement. Uh, classic games, Sudoku, Missing Letter, and Solitaire. So I was kind of excited about that and uh, downloaded them, played them. A uh, little bit o underwhelming, I mean, there are mobile games after all. There's, like, no joy in mobile games, let's all be honest with each other. Mobile games are kind of like a cage you put your soul in. But uh, I will warn you, I did not find the Sudoku one to pay out sats at all, so that was bunk. Uh, missing letter is, like, I don't know, it gives you, like, a category and a hint, and then, like, some blanks, and, like, some letters are filled in, but most of them are missing, so you have to guess what the word is, right? And then it also has a, a, a Wordle feature. You know, everybody's playing Wordle. It's like the big Wordle thing. I've heard of it. It's like uh, Mastermind meets Guess the Word, kind of. But, uh, yeah, that one's all right. Uh, it doesn't pay much. The one that pays most is Solitaire. Yeah. And that one doesn't pay much at either. I was going to say, that's the... I downloaded Sudoku. Yeah. And then didn't get any sats. Yeah, that one like, oh, I don't fuck. even know why they announced it because it's not even it doesn't even have a withdrawal option or like a UI that you're earning anything. Yeah. So, so that was a little bit goofy. Deleted that and then I downloaded Solitaire. And it's inconsistent. Right. With the, the sats I received. The rewards have no bearing on whether you win or not or how fast you complete the game or how many ads you watch or anything. They're just like uh, sometimes it gives it to you, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it reminds me of Fountain, actually, except for just a shitload less sats. Yeah. <laughs> At least Fountain gives you sats and, like, uh, somewhat of an amount of them. But, uh, you know, sats, man, they're expensive. You can just dump them on people all the time. This isn't uh, 2012 here. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was, that was interesting in the announcement. And then, because I'm always looking at new Lightning games, you know? Yeah, uh, it was a disappointing week overall for Lightning Games because, and and not just 
because anything in particular happened other than I opened up Elixir. Uh, Elixir is where I used to play a game called Satvival, which is kind of like a, a crude uh, Rust clone where you're doing this like survival, you start like this is the naked guy on the beach and then you get a rock and you knock a tree down and you get some wood and then you start building shit, you know? Um, it was a cool, fun game. Um, the Elixir platform, their most played game was Light Knight, which was kind of like a... Oh, a Fortnite knockoff? Yeah, a lightning-enabled version of uh, Fortnite. Uh, was just very disappointed when I logged in to see that... Uh, they are phasing out the Lightning Network, and they want to what? put everything on Solana, <laughs> oh. which is getting effed in the B really hard right now. I was now. just going to say that. Uh, in fact, you brought me I that story. I saw a story, yeah, Maybe right you before could we started the bowl. I just saw that people's uh, funds were disappearing. Uh, Midas wants into this ring, too. I should write that down. Thanks for letting me know, Servo. Yeah, write it down, because if you don't, we won't remember. Talk to Midas, talk to Midas, talk no, to Midas, talk to Midas, story. talk to Midas. Uh, I just saw that people's tokens are disappearing from their Solana yeah, wallets. Yeah, everyone's getting their Solana sucked right out of their wallets, I saw. So, you know, have fucking fun with that, you dumb fucks. Uh, one, of the co- one of the companies is called Satoshis.Games or whatever. And so it's like, how can you have Satoshis.Games and then you're going to get rid of the Satoshis? <laughs> like, I don't understand. What are you doing? That's poor... What on Marketing. earth are you doing, you silly, silly bastards? I don't know. I know exactly what they're doing. They're chasing VC money. Yuck. They got a fucking guy who's like, oh, yeah, we'll give you $3 million, but you got to build it on Solana. We got a lot of people interested in Solana right now. The environmentally friendly, we got a proof of stake. <laughs> uh, Everyone's Solana's getting sucked out of the wallets. Well, don't worry, don't worry. We'll we'll freeze the whole system. We'll change it up. We'll change the rules. We'll hard fork it. No, be like nothing ever happened. Be like nothing ever happened. Don't worry about that. We'll take care of that. Extra secure. It's a fucking joke, man. If you ask me. Yeah, sounds like it. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I kind of miss Bitcoin Bounty Hunt. That thing was the I shit. That totally was totally missed that, that was game. A fun game. It was simple. You didn't have to fuck around. It was like. Uh, it was pretty too. It was. It was beautifully rendered without being, like, graphics overload. And uh, it was all about the use case. It was all about the economics of the actual game. You know, advertisers were um, economically incentivized just to participate, just to throw sats into the game that the players then could earn. So this is the fucking problem with most of these dipshit mobile games and other sats games. Is It's like... Okay, you play this fucking polka game so that I can have an ad served to me every, I don't know, four minutes that I'm playing uh, that's 30 seconds long for some other shitty game, like a fucking zombie eats your girlfriend game or a fucking, all these just goddamn bottom of the barrel games that are in fucking ads. And then I get, you know, fractions of a fraction of a penny uh, all night playing this game that actually sucks. That's not fun to play. That if it weren't for the promise of sats, we wouldn't even have downloaded in the first place, right? And the ads in there, they don't pay the developers very much to work with in the first place, you know? So you're you're talking about just taking a shitty slice of pizza and then cutting it up with scissors into smaller pieces and giving everyone this, like, uh, tiny little nothing. 
There's no value involved. It's all so diluted. What was cool about Bitcoin Bounty Hunt was it was fucking, dare I say it, value for value. You were playing the game. The game came uh, equipped with, you were earning in-game, whatever people were throwing in. And that was spectators could could, uh, put a bounty on somebody if... You know, if they were like, oh, fuck this guy or, oh, this guy's doing great or whatever, you know, there's strategies to both sides. You could put a bounty on somebody. You can say, all right, uh, 25,000 sats on this guy. And then he's holding that on his person. And so then everybody goes, whoa, and tries to kill him and grab that. And they could take that from him in game, right? It's fun to watch and see you putting a bounty on somebody's head in a game. And then he has to defend himself. And the longer he stays alive, the more of that gets banked, right? It's going into his bank, but somebody can come and jack him for what's not banked while he's still running around. And then the advertisers, the levels were filled with these billboards in-game, and Bull After Bull had our logo up in there, but anybody could put their logo up on the wall. And then however many sats you put in, they would periodically trickle out, and they would sponsor each round, and players would be earning the advertisers' sats. While they watch, while they looked at the ads, it wasn't like it was interruptive of the game. The ads are just all around. Yeah. And then at the end, it showed the sponsors. It was like, hey, you won this many sats. It goes into your little wallet. These are the sponsors that paid for that. It was a fucking brilliant economic setup. And brilliant I f- strategy. I feel like you'd get a couple hundred sats at a time. Yeah, and it was yeah, it wasn't no, it wasn't no slouch, especially in tournaments. You know, in tournaments yeah. you'd be winning tens to hundreds of thousands of sats. So I don't know, man. I really miss that one. I hope something comes back like it. I hope those devs do well, and uh, I hope they didn't get sucked onto some fucking Solana project just because that's where the money is. You know, but oh my god, that was the way. That was the way to do a goddamn game. I wish I knew the first thing about game dev. You know, someday when I have a spare fucking week, maybe I'll look into something. But uh, I already know myself. Like, I got too much bullshit to even worry about that. Like, I, that's kind of like a five-year plan thing for me, you know? That's not something I can just even add to the to-do list realistically right now. It just breaks my heart because they had it figured out, man. Bitcoin yeah. Bounty Hunt had it figured out. And it was so early, early on. Yeah, it was too early for him. But God, it was tight. It was very cool. That's my shit stain, though. Games are really uh, down. Yeah. Games yeah, are down in Lightning. What can I say? The only thing that's really still popping is uh, Zebedee's um, uh, CSGO, Counter-Strike. You can get uh, you can get a little up... Uh, what do I want to say? It's just a... Uh, it's called Infuse. And it's just a popover where you can add uh, sats in-game to Counter-Strike. So the game is already there. You're just adding an add-on. And uh, that thing is pretty cool, you know. You get sats for kills, plus the characters will drop and spawn a coin that you can run over and pick up for extra sats. And they sponsor games a lot of times, so you can try it out and you don't have to buy in to pay. But, you know, if you're good at CSGO, there's big tournaments where people just buy in to pay and then the winner takes, you know, a big chunk. Yeah, that's an intense game. It is. I'm no good at it. I just constantly am slaughtered because dudes, you know, dudes spend 12, 14 hours a day sometimes on that mug. Like, I don't have that kind of time just to be PC gaming, you know, but it's fun still. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. It's just fun to see lightning in the game like that, like just to prove the use case. Like, it's working. It's here. It's it's real sats because then I sent it to my node, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it 
it has me excited for the future, but I'm just like, I'm just bummed that we had to take steps back before going forward again, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, such is life, I suppose. Yeah. At least there's still Saru Toby, which during the payout isn't great, but during the tournaments, you can get like 200 to 500 sats at a time. Yes. If you have a good run. So that's cool. Oh, guys, you want to go behind the curtain now? Yes, I would love to. I'm feeling it, actually. I was, uh, I was feeling that shit. You were feeling that shit. Yeah, me too. I was, uh, feeling this. Can you, what's that sound over there? What is that? Oh, oh. I'm straining my ear to hear, but like, uh, unfortunately my ear is connected to my mouse, which is just like unresponsive oh. at the time. You're connected to mouse. That's not a good place for your ear. I know. Wait, let's hear it. Can you hey, hear it? good old shoe. Oh, I that's hear right. It. It's the good old shoe. shoe still here. I hear it. Still here. It's <laughs> sitting in the corner. Ah, uh, that's right. Brittany Griner. It's like as soon as the show day ends, Brittany's in the headlines again. That sounds about right, man. Missed us by like nine hours. Yeah. That time zone scam bullshit going on. So, Brittany testified in her trial. Testify! And there's a new tactic that the legal team is trying out, which is finding errors in the arrest. It's always so, a good spot. It's always a good uh, angle to work. Yeah, I think it's better than the, okay, I brought weed, but it was an accident angle. Yeah. Because... Uh, or the, she has a doctor's note or oh, other yeah. things that are just legally That stuff is so irrelevant. silly. It's totally irrelevant. Yeah, there's no... Medical pot in Russia. There's no pot in Russia. It's just a big old no-no. In Russia, pot smoke you. Yeah. So, uh, according to her testimony, she said that when they stopped her in the airport and found the cartridges, there was no translator present, and she had to use an app on her phone to try and translate what they were saying and then try to translate back to them. And then they asked her to sign something and she didn't know what it was, which is when I'm just like, well, you obviously you do not sign something that you don't know what it was. But they got a translator in there and the person wouldn't tell the full story, wouldn't read the document, just kept saying, sign here, sign here, sign here. And she did. And to me, like, that's the moment you're fucked. <laughs> you, signed, you signed your name. Now yeah. it's game You've, over. You're you gotta do some kind court. of weird bullshit, like sign with your right hand if you're left-handed or some kind of shit. You know, <laughs> right. you gotta like sign here on the sign here. Line yeah, or you gotta write like pee pee poo poo on the signature line and be like, I never signed that. What does it say? Does it say my name? And they're like, No. It, oh, it, oh no, it says pee pee poo poo. Ah, uh, I would. And and I understand this went on for a long time, and that in stressful situations. A short amount of time can maybe seem like a long time totally. to you. Totally. Well, and you just I want really, it to be over, you know? Like, Yeah. I really just, I would like to think if I were in that situation, I would just keep saying no, no, well, no. Like, <laughs> you know. You're not going to pressure me into doing I just, I've, I've been in similar much. situations and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't crack. Never crack. No. Make them crack. Um, But anyways. They took her to a separate room to sign more papers and took her phone away so she couldn't use the translation app for anything. Oh, that's just a severe and disadvantage. Again, there. has this interpreter with her that the, you know, airport handed over, 
here's your interpreter. And they're just saying, sign here, sign here. Um, now, in her testimony, she said, you know, no one told me my rights. And, of course, they don't have Miranda rights. Right. I was going to say, Russia. this is fucking Russia, right? But under the Constitution of the Russian Federation, police are obligated to identify themselves and inform detainees of their rights, which include the right to remain silent and the right to a lawyer from the moment of detention. Now, does that apply to us gringos, though? I mean... Do we get the constitutional rights of Russians? That's a by great question. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to poke holes in everything. I'm just asking. Well, I'm just presenting the uh, side of her legal team, you know, yeah. where they're trying to find errors. Like, I like these uh, avenues that they're pursuing. This is a much hell better of a lot better. Than doctor's notes, than, for sure. Than, bro, she has a doctor's note. Yeah. Which might work in an American school. Now, I don't know. But in a I, Russian court system, I'm not so sure. I would say that constitutional rights only belong to the citizens of the country. That seems so, right, but uh, the hell do I know? Not, right, I don't know either. I'm not a lawyer. I, it's like, okay, let's see how this plays out. It's a new tactic. <clears throat> um, and before they took her phone, Brittany realized that she was in some shit. And made some phone calls to the WNBA and her wife and someone else. I don't remember who she said. And was just like, you need to get me some legal representation. Like, something's going down. Not really sure what. So, um, the other thing that stood out during her testimony. Well, they were going to live stream it. Uh, they had like a live stream that popped up. And then <laughs> it showed the courtroom. And then this guy... Turns, looks at the camera, picks up a remote and turns the camera off. And then it was just like six hours of, oh, this live stream is not here. You know, just like word text on screen. Like, oh, okay. So that didn't, we still don't get to peek in at what's going on. But according to the on the ground journalists, uh, Britney's lawyers asked if she could testify outside of the court cage that they put defendants in. Because she's so tall that she cannot stand up, basically, without hitting her head in this cage. And the judge was like, no, she can't get out of the cage. But she can give her testimony while sitting. Okay. <laughs> and so she did. There's, like, pictures of her sitting in the cage with her paper. It's crazy. It's ate up, bro. It's ate up, for sure. Well, then, the day after her trial... A CNN exclusive comes out. Oh, boy. Surprise, surprise, straight from the CIA. Biden administration offers convicted arms dealer in exchange for Griner and Paul Whelan. Which is like, uh, yeah, obviously, right? Uh, yeah. They kind of wrote that months ago. Right. We've been talking about this for a while now. Yeah, we talked about Victor Boot. And we're like, all right, that's the guy you want. You know, a federal judge is like, oh, he's not that bad. Merchant of Death is kind of a hardcore name for what he's actually done. And, uh, you know, it's not really equivalent at all to someone that had a weed cartridge in their luggage. But this right. was the this was the proposition uh, originally discussed in the Russian media and then picked up over here and just ran with. And so, yeah, the Biden administration would be foolish to not try that tactic because it was handed to them however they didn't have to come up with nothing (laughs) no right it was literally written in the script for weeks and like nothing happened and now they're like oh uh, yeah let's try that victor boot guy (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, the day after um, they had their phone call or whatever happened, when they offered him up, Russia officials came back and said, no, we're not going to do a two-for-one. We could do a one-for-one. We could give you Gritney for boot, but we're not giving you two people for one guy. We want, and I don't know if Russia said this, I have seen... I think three different names now being dropped of Russians who are detained in uh, Bloomberg and on CNN. But man, they are trying to take this Dusty Man administration for a ride. I can see that clearly. Right. Um, they say that this request for an additional uh, prisoner for their swap was communicated via an informal back channel used by the FSB. Or Russia's Federal Security Service, the successor to the KGB. Okay. And so I'm like, wait a minute, how does that channel even tie over to America? You know, why why are American uh, politicians and whatever using this channel? And it's not viewed as formal. So, um, you know, they went ahead and said, oh, we're not taking this seriously. It's not a formal request, yada, yada. Um, but they asked for this. Vadim Krazikov. I'm probably butchering that name. But uh Is that Russian for crazy cave? <laughs> no. I don't they think it's that Krazikov. Vadim. He is man who fight the bear. Yeah, almost. He assassinated a Georgian military officer turned intelligence by the name of Zelim Khan Kengoshvili. <laughs> Yeah, that's just great. Like this is this is not my strong suit, <laughs> but uh, and that was in twenty nineteen. Yeah, Kangoshvili. Um, this dude, Kangoshvili, <laughs> had been outing Russian spies and jihadists, and was considered a terrorist by Russia. So crazy cave over here that killed him i was like wow what a, you know they would view him as a huge hero he took out this big terrorist sus- uh, subject and uh, he was convicted in 2021 of this assassination and sentenced to life in prison he's also suspected of murdering a russian businessman back in 2013 from a bicycle oh man yeah he's got the moves he's a bad motherfucker and there was some data obtained by Ukrainian law enforcement that I was reading from that story. And they, they passed it on to German investigators and which is where he's incarcerated is in Germany. So to even suggest him as the swap is silly, but I'll get to how silly it is in a minute. It gets sillier. Oh boy! Um, so Ukraine says, Oh yeah. Crazy cave. His wife <laughs> lives in Ukraine and his whole family was issued cover identities and then moved to Crimea with the dude by the name of Evgeny Eroshkin, who's a handler for this special operations task group known as Vimple. Okay, this gets better and better. <laughs> yeah, it's like an elite intelligence group. And the first line of Vimple's mission statement is... Intelligence gathering deep within the enemy's rear. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they specialize in deep penetration. We pop nasty, Vimple. <laughs> oh, 
then they talk about uh, human intelligence, diversion and assault in strategic locations of the enemy, seizure of enemy surface vessels and submarines, security of uh, diplomatic locations overseas, combat against terror organizations, other tasks. Uh, Vimple started in 1981. So, anyway, <laughs> the requirements to be a part of this elite group is to know two or three foreign languages since you're going to be behind enemy lines assassinating top leadership and uh, destroying their strategic infrastructure. Jesus. Ideally, when the powers that be thought that an outbreak of war was unavoidable. So, after the collapse of the USSR, Vimple was pretty much decimated and operatives were demoted to cops. There were 278 uh, known folks in Vimple and only 57 stayed because that's a hell of a demotion right there. Going from being... Whatever, badass, though. Oh, you're a cop now. You go and, from uh, Vimple to just Vus. Yeah, exactly. They renamed the cops that used to be Vimple Vega. But in 1995, the FSB got control over Vimple and restored it and its original name and reintegrated it into the intelligence service structures. Um, and they their emphasis shifted... Uh, to counterterrorism and nuclear safety enforcement. So they had all this special training for improvised explosive devices, uh, using terrorist-like tactics to carry out operations. So, hey, how can you pretend to be a terrorist, I guess? Uh, Close-hand combat, parachute training, diving in underwater combat, climbing, alpine rope techniques. I mean, they just learned all this crazy cool Damn. stuff. Got to do this stuff to be Sounds in the like group. an archer cartoon. <laughs> Right. And uh, allegedly, the members of Vimple have been deployed to cities with especially important nuclear facilities. Hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, so he, this guy, Crazy Cave, Vadim Krasikov, he uh, may have been a part of this elite group. And then there's another name that gets mentioned. Okay, oh yeah, and I mentioned that he's uh, in Germany, right. in a German prison for this assassination. <laughs> So he's not even our boy? <laughs> he's not our boy. And so the U.S. comes out and is like, we're not taking this seriously. Anthony Blinken did like a little speech this week. and he Blinked like, five eh. times. Blinked five times. He's just like, we're going to keep trying. Yeah, there was really nothing to clip from it. It was five minutes of him saying nothing. I joke you not. Oof. And then one of the publications here wrote... um, that the U.S. still decided to call up... Here it is. Uh, they didn't view it as a formal request for this guy since he's detained in Germany, but the U.S. did make a status check on Crazy Cave <laughs> to Germany, so they did call and talk like, about yo, it. We're not taking this seriously at all. Hey, hey, by the way, Germany, can we get that guy or whatever? What's, <laughs> what's, what you, the, what's the deal with this guy? Yeah, what are the chances? What's this guy's deal, man? Is it like... Uh, you might swap him out for us for, to I benefit <laughs> Got some ice cream in the fucking White House, man. <laughs> yeah, we need this basketball player. And the guy that's been allegedly falsely accused of espionage. So, you know, how about that guy that assassinated the big guy? <laughs> see, seems cool, right? Is this all uh, cool? Well, then the other name uh, that was dropped here by CNN, of course, you know, 
CIA network. Our national treasure. Yeah. Is Roman Seleznev, uh, a Russian hacker, also known as Track 2, or Bulba, who was indicted in the United States in 2011 and convicted of stealing credit card data, which caused more than $169 million in damages. So he was arrested in July of 2014 and sentenced to 27 years in prison for wire fraud, intentional damage to a protected computer, Uh and identity theft. One of the crazy things here is that the Department of Justice had to redact his name from the Operation Open Market documents it released mm-hmm. when this all went down because Selaznev's mom is a politician in Russia oh, in the boy. lower house. Neato. So imagine that. So then our government is like, oh, we'll protect your kid. That Sounds gr- about right. Yeah. It's gross. Man, you can't get him, though. We want uh, we want the hacker known as 4chan for him. <laughs> yeah, well, or you know. Or no deal. They could maybe turn this into the hacker uh, named 4chan. You just <laughs> you wait. Um, so he had this group. It's NCUX, and uh, when it's in the Russian characters, it N-Cux. translates. Yeah. <laughs> it translates to psycho, allegedly, because I don't speak Russian. So I'm going by CNN's word here, which I know that's a risky place to be. Yeah. Um, the U.S. Secret Service told the FSB, hey, we've got enough information on Seleznev um, and all these credit card dumps going on, uh, and we can tie it to him. That was back in May 2009. Then his database there, his website, disappeared in June 2009. Poof. It's like, huh, that's weird. You tell the FSB you've got some dirt on this guy. And then it he all disappears. disappears. Into thin air. It's almost as if the FSB might have turned around and tipped him off. <laughs> well, shit, the <laughs> they tipped him off in the first place, just opening their mouths about it. I know. Instead of moving in, what is it? I don't understand. Right. Um. So allegedly, oh yeah, we will help. Uh, we will get help with our friends, the Russians. Yeah, they're always so amiable, you know. We got them now. I'm so excited. I got to tell them about it. Uh, Jesus. Allegedly, he was advertising his massive dumps on a <laughs> section of a website called Carter.su, which was shut down by the Department of Homeland Security in 2012. And I wonder, like, shut down or just censored in America? They use the word shut down. They uh, shut it down. But I hadn't heard of the site. They said it was a crime forum. <laughs> it was like, ooh. Tight. Okay. Um, Postacrime.com. So when he was arrested in 2014, Russian officials called it a kidnapping because the United States did not notify Russian consulates of their move. Okay. And they got him while he was vacationing in the Maldives. So Sneaky business, man. Yeah. Spy versus spy and all that. Oh, yeah. Everybody's saying no fair, no fair. Two years later, 2016, he's found guilty on 38 counts, and he's currently in prison in North Carolina. So that's a guy that's a bit more attainable he's for like, Russia. At least our know? boy, right? He's in our possession. Yeah. Yeah. I t- the German thing was really out of left field, but I had to dig into the guy just to see, and I was like, wow, he would be a, a hero, you know, killing that. He's like a Chechen uh, enemy. Interesting. During the 
Russian war and whatever. My geopolitics suck. I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I played Goldeneye. What do you want? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> then Bloomberg came out with an article. Russia wants two prisoners in swap for Americans, Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. <laughs> and then this was my favorite phrase. It gets used over and over again in oh, this article. No. Uh, for example, Moscow hopes to extract a better deal from the U.S., which, with the dusty man in charge, doable. Uh, that involves at least one other Russian person, according to the people familiar with the discussions. Oh, boy. They say this line at least five times in the article. They never cite their sources on of course these things. Not. No way. No, because it's... it's CNN. It's... Yeah, well, and then that's the CIA, right? Just leaning over, whispering sure. in their ears, telling them the names and giving them the press release. Source my ass. Yeah. So um, there's a Russian prisoner's rights campaigner that they talked to in this article, Ivan Melnikov, who says the United States is seriously risking complicating the release of our basketball player by publicizing the offer. You know, they're like, we don't want all the media surrounding these offers. We just want to make a deal and get it done. Um, they said that Russia was ready to exchange Gritney for Victor Boot. But when the United States decided to ask for Paul Whelan, Whelan they were like, no, you know, you've complicated it. We had a deal and you've messed it up. We never had shit. We had oh, a deal. Oh, whatever. Behind the scenes, this was already written. Was it really signed, sealed, delivered, already ready to go? Why did they talk about Victor Boot so much everywhere? Before Biden is like, or any of the administration or hostage negotiators are like, oh, you know what? We could maybe offer them this Victor Boot guy. Why were they caught, uh, you know, with their thumb up their ass for so long on Gritney, though? She didn't, like, get to talk to anybody, and her wife was all like, we never got a call, you know? Like... If they had anything in the works, you'd think that they'd be, like, saying, oh, yeah, you'll get out soon and all this stuff, like, you know, reassuring her. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Acting like a deal was, like, on the table on a silver platter already and then it's changing. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm asleep on this thing, but. Uh... Well, the whole thing was, uh, <laughs> what did the RGB stand for? Like, we're all Britney or whatever. Uh, that they came up with red green blue you know, it was uh but it was like bring britney home and you know it just seems apparent to me that russia put out the feeler on okay then give us victor we are bg we are bg thanks yeah it just came to me yeah good good rememberies well, anyways now bloomberg puts out a name and this is a fun one vladislav klyushin a russian businessman founder and owner of M13, a company offering media monitoring and cybersecurity services, charged with four others for hacking into large publicly traded U.S. companies to gain access to earning reports and other market-moving information before it was public, then traded stocks based on that non-public info. He hasn't been charged with anything, though. He was extradited from Switzerland to the United States in December of 2021, so his lawyer comes out and says, there's no insider trading going on. That's all fabricated. What they want is to ask him about an alleged co-conspirator who's part of Russia's fancy bear. <laughs> Have you heard of fancy bear? No. Or sounds, apartment 28? Sounds ominous. <laughs> this is the cyber espionage group 
in Russia's GRU military intelligence agency that was identified by CrowdStrike trying to influence the 2016 election oh, by hacking boy. the DNC emails. And, you know, the whole persona, Guccifer, So that's where Seth out. Rich worked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a Russian Fucking... operative for Fancy Bear. <laughs> and so, um, but what's funny is that then, like, everything convolutes itself, and it's like, well, there actually, there's another group in Russia, a hacking group, called Cozy Bear, and they had been on the DNC's network for over a year, so, <laughs> like, saying, oh, this guy's no big deal, and he's not even a part of the Fancy Bear thing, you this know, is they all just, just want to push it. a smoke and mirror cover for oh, gosh. the true perpetrator's pajama bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, our fuzzy wuzzy. So yeah, it got crazy. Now we got three new names out there, and so uh, is it back to the square one of negotiations? I mean, sounds that way. I good mean, God, what a Grimmie nightmare! hasn't even been, uh, you know, given a sentence yet. So, and you know where I stand on this? I was like, okay, Bernie, you want Paul Gillen? But if we're going to do the get our, you know, pot smokers out of Russian prison, let's get them all. And then you know who comes to mind? That Mark Fogel guy. Right. The embassy worker. And guess what? He got a headline. Because oh, his family time. is making a stink now. Yeah, yeah. They caught on to how this all works. Sure. Yeah. You got a bitch about it. Squeaky even wheel. Mm-hmm. So I saw this story and I was jazzed. Family of American teacher sentenced to 14 years hard labor in Russia calls on Biden administration to formally negotiate for his release. Um, now, his family says that he wasn't an embassy worker, but that he taught kids of embassy workers because he worked at um, the Anglo-American School in Moscow, where children of U.S. diplomats were among his students. And the school was previously run by the embassy. But it was Russian officials that said he was an ex-embassy worker in Moscow. And they even said that he benefited from diplomatic immunity until May of 2021. Yeah, that didn't work out very long, did it? Yeah. He was arrested with half an ounce of weed and a prescription from his doctor for severe spinal pain after having surgery. Um, And in Russia... A large amount of pot is three and a half ounces or more. They found him guilty of large-scale drug smuggling, which just doesn't add up. Half an ounce, large-scale drug smuggling, seriously. And uh, he was never classified as wrongfully detained, as you may know. (laughs) So his family now is working to get a reclassification and try and get him out. And with all those updates to the case... You know, that it was going to be a, a talking point at the White House press briefing. Do you think that Corinne Jean-Pierre was ready? Uh, I have my doubts. I don't think I've ever seen her ready for <laughs> ready? anything in her life. I don't think she's yeah. ready for the sun to come up in the morning. Well, let's hear what she had to say. Uh, on Russia, Moscow has not accepted your substantial proposal to release Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. 
Is there any concern that by going public with this offer now that you showed your hand too soon? So uh, I'll say this, you know, Brittany Griner is wrongfully, uh, is wrongly detained. Uh, Paul Whalen is wrongly detained. And the president has been very clear about this. He wants to make sure that they come home. Uh, and he has made this a top priority. His national security has made this a top priority. So has Secretary Blinken, as you all heard from him yesterday as you're asking me about um, the substantial uh, offer that's been put on the table. Uh, I don't want to go into details about that. As you, as you imagine, uh, in order to have success, uh, we need to not negotiate in public. So I'm just going to leave that there. Just so I understand, is this still a negotiation, or is this your best and final offer that you all have put out? I, I, I really cannot go. Just for the, the privacy and the, the safety of, uh, of the process, uh, I, cannot, I cannot say more. But we are sharing that we did put a substantial offer on the table. We wanted to be, uh, we, we wanted to, to show that this president is taking it very seriously, just like he did uh, with uh, uh, Trevor Reed. And uh, but we're not going to go into details from here. Let me try one more way. That is there anything you're ruling out? For instance, is sanctions relief off the table? I'm not going to get into details from here. So not off the table. I'm not going to get into. I'm not going to negotiate from here. We just cannot negotiate from here. All right. Thanks. Yeah. We can't negotiate from here. Wow. Just. She could have said, like, I don't know. How many times do I have to say it? Retard. <laughs> you know? I don't know. These press secretaries, man. They're lame. And then she got that term wrong, too. She said wrongfully detained the first time, and then she switched she, it to wrongly detained. She corrected detained. herself to the wrong thing. Yeah. Wrongly but saying yeah, wrongly. Talking about the privacy and the safety of the process, and it's like... What process? Well, what's happening? The media has already played your cards before you. Right. I've now given you three new names to choose from. Choose wisely, right? Oh, like that's did how you it bring feels. your best and highest. Like this is a fucking real estate deal or something. Yeah. Like, uh. So then, Britney's trial continued today, and so I had some morning updates too, um, where you know, like I said, they're trying to poke holes in the arrest and whatnot and today uh they had a defense expert come in and say that the examination of the substance in the vape cartridge violated russian law and it there were defects in the machine what i do think was interesting and noteworthy is that they gave no thc percentage that's kind of weird you know so it's like what if it's just straight up hemp oil or cbd and it was less than a gram. That's some clown stuff, man. Seriously. It's weird. This like it feels like there's something else going on, you know? Like Oh yeah. <laughs> it feels like the whole weed part of it is just like the story that they're running with while they try to figure out like what the fuck's actually gonna go down for whatever is really going on, you know? Yeah. Like some kind of weird impasse. But I dunno, man. Over a gram of weed, I just have a, a hard time believing that shit, you know? Yeah. You're a, some basketball superstar. You got a gram of weed in a pen. Yeah. And not like, just a basketball superstar over here, but over there, too. Yeah. Making, you know, the most money out of any league she plays for, she makes over there. Yeah. Right? So she's running money. And something else happened that was fucked up. I can guarantee it wasn't no fucking weed pen. The dispute has got to be over something deeper. Definitely. Yeah. Cartel shit or something. Um, and another thing too, is while she's been detained, like pretty much right after they took her into detention, they tested her 
uh, for drugs or, you know, for THC. Right. And her results were clean. So, you know, they brought that to trial. But her next hearing is set for Thursday. And her legal team is guessing the verdict could come Friday. But yeah, there's definitely something bigger than all this going on. It just it's smells. It's not about the weed. It's not about the basketball player. It doesn't smell like weed vape. You know, it's a little bit stinkier than that. <laughs> oh, for real. Um, also, uh, from sources familiar with the situation, uh, CNN alleges that on a phone call, which may or may not have been with Anthony B- Blinken, <laughs> I almost said Binken, uh, Russian press secretary of the president, Dmitry Peskov, said megaphone diplomacy and public exchange of positions will not lead to results here and suggested that talks be discreet. Which well, good luck with that. It's a little late for that. It's way late for that. It's way late for that. I like <laughs> where the late. chat's going with this. Uh Servo said the issue unites USA, Russia, and China. Because sure. USA basketball is owned the, by China. All the basketball implications, yeah. So maybe she's a triple agent. She's definitely something other than some chick that was smoking weed. Dude. I can tell you that for damn Well, sure. not even smoking weed. Right. No okay. THC popping the test. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, a I Mysterious don't know. oil. But, you yeah, know. The oil is mysterious. There's no doubt about that. There's one American who can't fart without making a headline. And that man chimed in on the situation. Oh, boy. <laughs> and it was an uproar that just rippled through the media sphere. I tell you what. Oh, let me find my clip. Who do you think it could be? Oh, it can't be uh, Trumpy, can it? It could. On a podcast. Trumpy's on a podcast? What the fuck? Yeah. Just get him on bowl after bowl. I know, right? What is he doing? If he's doing podcasts, I mean, then he's attainable. I haven't heard from Trumpy in a while, man. She went in there, loaded up with drugs (laughs) into a hostile territory (laughs) where they're very vigilant about drugs. But we're supposed to get her out for a absolute killer. And one of the biggest arms dealers in the world killed many Americans, killed many people. And he's going to get a free card and we're going to get her. And it certainly doesn't seem like a very good trade, does it? He's an absolute one of the worst in the world. And he's going to be given his freedom because a potentially spoiled person goes into Russia loaded up with drugs. Well... Trump kind of, uh, he's got that, uh, he takes the line, you know, exaggeration. But but even hearing Trump with that other angle of it really forces you to think, wait a fucking second. So we're getting this basketball player, they're getting some, okay, take Trump's word, the most notorious arms dealer, yada, 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 whatever the fuck. Uh, take some other people who think they would set up, take anything in between that. No matter what, he's got to be badder than a fucking some poor chick who had a pin in her pocket, dude. This comes back to this fucking story where, oh, this poor basketball player, uh, this this lesbian woman of color. And definitely not trans. Who's just like, (laughs) what, in the wrong airport at the wrong time and gets patted down? Give me a fucking break, dude. This is an international crisis that's unfolding over it. So, no. Yeah. No, nah, there's something else going on there. She's, <laughs> yeah. I know, because, you know, there's plenty of celebrities who get in trouble for weed 
over in other countries. Yes. And they're usually in and out. And it's just a TMZ story. And it's fucking weed. Everybody knows. It's a TMZ knows story. It's Someone laughs fucking... about it. And, you know. But this was like, I mean, it's CNN. The CNN exclusives. Mm-hmm. I bet they got some fucking exclusives. Ugh. They're right in the story this whole right thing, now. I'm telling you, man, this whole thing stinks. Yeah, it sure does. Stinky yeah. old shoe. And I'm talking not, uh, not some vape pin stink, man. I'm talking about when the neighbors burn a fucking car in the backyard stink. Like that bad stink. Yeah, stink, stink, stunk. Exactly. Uh, well, you know. You know what also stinks is when people in charge don't live up to their campaign promises. <laughs> Which, you know, how would you expect that ever of a politician? Kind of happens. Um, so there was another question at the Monday... White House press secretary briefing that I thought was interesting. On, on the lawn, I asked about whether he was planning to fulfill his campaign promise to release everyone in prison for marijuana. And he told me that uh, he doesn't believe anyone should be in prison for using marijuana and that he's working on a crime bill now. Um, so I was wondering if you could clarify whether he believes people should be in prison for selling marijuana and also whether this upcoming crime bill rules out potential mass clemency. So in April, during the Second Chance Month, uh, President Biden announced 75 sentence uh, commutations and three pardons, which are more grants of clemency at this point in a presidency than any of his five uh, recent predecessors. He continues uh, to evaluate uh, further uses of clemency powers. Uh, we have we just don't have any additional announcement to make at this time, uh, but I can tell you that's what he's been doing during his administration. Have you ever heard of Second Chance Month? No, I'm trying to pull it up right now. And uh, the first hit is a presidential proclamation on Second Chance Month, which was the last day of March as April kicked off. Mm. But no, it's talking about, uh, you know, getting people who are formerly incarcerated re-enter society and giving them second chances. Every year, over 640,000 people are released from state and federal prisons. And more than 70 million Americans have a criminal record. That creates oh. significant barriers to employment. That seems pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty high. That's a lot. 70 million out of the, you know, 30, 330 million-ish. Yeah, that's a big percent. It's like a fifth. It's a chunk. Whoa. It's like a fifth, man. Yeah. They have to work the crack disparity into this press release, right? Surely somewhere. They love talking about that. I'm really not sure. It doesn't really, it just, uh, oh, here we go. Here's the now therefore I part. Uh, by virtue of authority vested in me, by the blah 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 calls upon all government officials, educators, volunteers, and all the people of the United States to observe the month with appropriate program ceremonies and activities. So, so you just observe it. You don't. Biden like, declared Second Chance Month this April, twenty twenty two. It was just his idea. He just made it up. Well, that's how that press release reads to me. It's weird because I've never heard of it before. But uh, here's the next uh, Na- National Reentry Resource Center. April 2022 was Second Chance Month, but I don't see anything else about like mm. anything older. I've just never heard of it before. Me neither. Me neither. So, yeah, that was a weird one. And then, do you, you remember, I read the transcript from when he got asked that question on the lawn, getting off the chopper, and he said something about a crime bill, and we both were like, no, not a crime bill, don't let yeah, them touch a crime bill. I felt the same way in my What's gut, but I didn't want to <laughs> interrupt the clip. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said last week. Don't let this man and hear a crime bill. I feel like that's what the journalist was getting to, is he's like, what is he talking about, a crime bill? No one knows. No one knows. 
But I did read that rundown of the billions of dollars that will be sourced out to law enforcement and such. He probably <laughs> thought it was the mid-90s again. He, you know, woke up, it was Wednesday, he thought it was fucking... Yeah. <laughs> it might have been his last day on Earth. <laughs> he thought it was super predators still on the agenda. He didn't know what the uh, hell was going on. Well, Bill Maher and Sam Stein got to the bottom of why the Dusty Man is not taking action on weed. The actual reasons are is that he has a history of addiction in his family, and he actually believes That's what it is. that marijuana has totally. a gateway potential, which it doesn't, of course. It's Hunter. Yes, and that's, he, I don't, but I he don't. He thinks Hunter started on the pot. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, blame the weed. Yeah. Hunter didn't <laughs> stay on the pot. That's what we learned from Blow, man. Yeah. Hunter didn't stay it on the pot. That's when the movie was great. They were just like making enough money, oh, but they were fun. also just flying TWA all the time with these the hot stewardesses. Gorgeous fucking, yeah. Little suitcases. Yeah, it was fun. And then they got the weed, and then they got the greed, and yeah. then they got the cocaine. And the coke came. And then shit turned to pot, but no, no, no. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Yeah. Of course we blame it on the weed. We blame it on the weed. So, yeah. The Dusty Man has a addiction that runs in his family, if you didn't know. And so, not interested in weed, even though it's a a pretty popular topic. Is that what uh, Hunter was doing in the uh, videos with the hookers? Giving him flip no, jobs? No, no, no. He was doing a bunch of weed? What he was doing is why <laughs> I thought that the crack disparity might have been worked into yeah, that press release. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Uh, the crack disparity is that if you're Hunter Biden, it's, it's chilling. It's mentioned all the time. And like I said in the last bowl, Biden's throwing billions of dollars at it. So it's all taken care of. Mm -hmm. There was a bill filed this week with a catchy name. Ooh. Dank. The <laughs> Dank Cannabis Research Act. Wow. Bipartisan bill filed by Scott Peters of California and Dave Joyce of Ohio. Uh, but I don't like the content of it. It would require the National Institutes on Health to collaborate with other agencies like the CDC and SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, to develop a national cannabis research agenda that addresses key questions and gaps in evidence. Uh, it says that agencies would have to prioritize studies into safety and efficacy you know, safe and effective weed, of course, right. for treatment of epilepsy, multiple sclero sclerosis, chemotherapy-related pain and nausea, and using weed as an alternative to opioids. And then they specifically mentioned research needs to be conducted into the effects on at-risk populations like children and pregnant women. Uh, they want to look at non-therapeutic impacts, the relationship between pot use and behavioral health, clinically appropriate doses and modes of delivery, and public safety consider considerations. Um, but then here, federal agencies are mandated to work together to carry out surveillance activities to collect population-wide data on cannabis use. Oh, man. That's 
such a red flag to me, obviously. Of course, yeah. And then it's <laughs> they follow up with uh, calling for the data to be compiled from public health surveillance systems, surveys, questionnaires, and databases of healthcare records with a privacy provision uh. attached here stipulating that the data collection must be conducted in a way that protects personal privacy to the minimum required under applicable federal and state law. Oh, my God. <laughs> it says that in the bill. Minimum required. <laughs> like, get away with everything you can when you yes. take all this data. We're going to we do a big fucking study. data from everyone. Oh, my God. All Every Americans. time with the fucking and studies. Just, Man, f*** them studies. Just bringing the feds into it. Why? Studies are supposed to be conducted by researchers at labs, in labs, scientists, whatever. Not the feds. This made me so sick. Uh, then there's a third part to this bill requiring the head of the National Institutes of Health to designate up to 10 universities as centers of excellence in cannabis research who would receive $50 million each year from 2024 to 2028. And it says, of course, these researchers can use weed from dispensaries, which is like the little golden nugget on top. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> at least they can use the weed yeah. that everyone else is using. Uh, but I don't think that bill's going to go anywhere. Although it had a great name. You know, it started off on such a high note. It's dang. I was like, it's just like fucking Roy Blunt, you know? You're like, you oh, think a guy named Blunt's going to be cool, you know? Like total back. non-starter. Holy shit. Couldn't even get a Blunt Brigade t-shirt from the guy. What a fucking... <laughs> he's the anti-Blunt, bro. Yeah. Glad that Blunt is ashed, let's now, say. Similarly, the House just passed the Medical Marijuana and Cannabidiol Research Expansion Act. Another bipartisan bill was filed by Earl Blumenauer of Oregon and Andy Harris of Maryland. Um, and this was a combination of research bills that have passed either the House or Senate. Uh, and what this does is hopefully it aims to streamline the research process so the institutions don't have to contact the DEA every time they want to research weed. Um, it's the first step is that the department of health and human services, along with the national institutes of health must approve clinical studies for humans, you know, say, Hey, you can use THC on humans. It's okay. Once they give that approval, which right there, I was like, but what if they say no, <laughs> then the whole thing falls apart. Uh, anyways, they give the green light, hopefully, and then the attorney general has 60 days to approve or deny applications from scientists who want to research weed. I thought that was a, an interesting power shift over to the AG. Like, okay, this is in uh, your court now. So the AG gets these applicants and approves them if they want to grow research weed. Uh, and then... Federal agencies are being asked to report on potential therapeutic effects of cannabidiol or pot for serious medical conditions. That's the focus. Just serious medical conditions. None of this at-risk population and all the fluff that was shoved into that other bill. Uh, and then here's the soiled bit, is that <laughs> that part about researchers being able to use dispensary weed... Not in this bill, even though it was in, uh, what was it, House Bill 5657, the Medical Marijuana Research Act, which passed the House earlier the year this year. So, 
none of these are winners. Yeah. No. It's kind of crazy, but I think that this one has the best chance of kind of waiting making for, it. Kind of waiting for that great one, you know. <laughs> Keep waiting. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> Thanks. You'll be, de- be dead. There'll never be anything great that comes out of here. Come on. I will, uh, <laughs> Look at this shit. We'll get Helipad to compile way faster than that. You got yeah yeah. <laughs> You got these Skeksis writing bills about mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and they want to keep the power. So, anyways, uh, there was some funding opportunities that got published this week from nine, 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 nine National Institutes of Health Agencies. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't even know there were so many. Uh, they want to learn about therapeutic effects of minor cannabinoids and terpenes specifically. So, anything but THC. <laughs> uh National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health wants to know how they could help pain. The National Cancer in- Cancer Institute wants to understand the effect on uh, cancer interception, treatment resistance, and managing symptoms. The National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism wants to know how CBD and other cannabinoids could treat alcohol use disorder. I don't know why they don't just say alcoholism. It's in their agency name. <laughs> it's racist. They're changing it yeah. soon. We got to be all use disorders now. Yeah. If you call somebody alcoholic, that's racist. And don't you dare say mud or marijuana use disorder. It's cud. Cannabis. <clears throat> Ugh. Uh, the National Eye Institute wants to look into cannabinoids treating glaucoma, mm-hmm. retinal degenerations, and uvitis, which is... Hilariously enough, it's inflammation of the eye. And when I looked it up, they had a picture of a red eye, and I, or, you know, an eye that was red. And I was like, oh, I was thinking about how a lot of people smoke weed and then they get the red eyes, allegedly. It doesn't happen to me. My eyes might get a little glossy, but. I've never been one to need the eye drops. I've seen some people. I had a buddy, my, <laughs> one of my best buddies in high school. He was like. You'd just ask him if he wanted smoke and his eyes would turn red. That's how bad it was, bro. He'd get the reddest of all eyes, man. He'd be like the guiltiest looking mother. Standing oh, at the man. store with his eyes bleeding. Nida's out here swimming the National Institute on Drug Abuse. They want to study cannabis constituents in the context of substance use, comorbidities of substance use disorder, and HIV infection. I was like... Trying to put a link between weed and AIDS, really? What year is this? Uh, then the National Institute on Aging. You know, they're interested in Alzheimer's, cognitive decline, weight loss, sleep. And I liked this one. Effects of using weed with other drugs. And all I could think of was that case report I brought last week where it's like, yeah, you stop taking your other drugs. Because <laughs> you don't get all the bum side effects when you just use a little weed. The National Institute of Dental and Craniofacial Research. Yeah, they want to look into the analgesic properties, immune mediation. Don't know what that means, but sounds cool. Uh, Anti-inflammatory properties, apoptotic, or cell death. I have that in my notes, cell death. Okay. Uh, Or other potential therapeutic properties for dental, oral, and craniofacial conditions. But again, no Delta 9 THC. Absolutely no, no. Chilling you out when you're in the dentist's office you know a lot of people get freaked out in the dentist's office yeah it would be good for that too. i don't particularly jump up and down about it oh me neither i don't squeal and run out of the room or nothing but i don't like going i don't even schedule appointments that's how much i don't like it Uh. (laughs) the national institute of neurological disorders and stroke 
They want to look into pain, migraine, headache, epilepsy, movement disorders, neurodegenerative disorders, and uh, oh yeah, strokes. How does weed help or not help? And then finally, the Office of Research on Women's Health. Just tagging in here. All the previous inquiries they're interested in, but specifically for women. <laughs> oh, I see. Do it so, all yeah. again, but do it with women. You're, uh, you're tagging. Are the women not allowed the first round? Right? It's so stupid. No, they just got a, their special office, you know. Um, they get so, a yeah. <laughs> they get their special. All Get a women-only study, man. This is your tax money at work. Those are just nine of the agencies under the NIH. <laughs> Woohoo! This is what they're looking into. Day one weed shit. Women get studied uh. due times for every time a man gets studied. <laughs> so the first peer-reviewed paper on Delta 8 was published this week. I heard something about this. Yes, and uh, you want to know what the main takeaway was? What is the main takeaway? All of the research indicates that more research is needed. Ah, yes! (laughs) All right. But there were... uh, Research indicates uh, we need some grants to figure out how our research uh, could maybe indicate. Studies show marijuana can be very psychologically addictive. Man, f*** them studies. (laughs) Fuck them studies. Yeah, fuck them. Uh yeah yeah the other sounds like we need a budget. It said it's some test tubes. Delta eight is less potent than delta nine, uh, yes. and it has a weaker <sighs> binding affinity at the CB one receptors, but comparable binding at CB two. Mm. <laughs> I like comparable binding. It's like a bunch of it kind of gets into such mumbo jumbo, you know, like. Just weed. Why do we have to break it down into each cannabinoid and look at each little cannabinoid and then demonize Delta 9 THC? Ah, dang, it's so frustrating to me. Um, you know, and the also takeaway is that you're not going to find high natural levels of Delta 8. It's all being synthesized in a lab. And then what does that mean? It means that there's all these known or unknown contaminants coming along with the Delta-8. Yeah, you know, They found that oral ingestion is the most efficient use huh. for Delta-8. Um, they did studies on mice where they did IV injections, but obviously people don't inject Delta-8, as far as I know. <laughs> sure. Um, and that actually, that reminded me of that documentary where they did inject a lady with THC, and then that was a meme for a while injecting pot yeah and now it's just in joke memes but i remember that i was like oh yeah that i could see how showing that in the documentary was not very favorable right um there's anecdotal reports mentioned in the studies in this study that delta 8 causes less anxiety than delta 9 which is because it's a uh, weaker you know sure <laughs> and then um yeah yeah that was that was pretty much it uh there's another study suggested out of this one, which had a great name. It's just like <laughs> novel Delta eight THC vaporizers contain unlabeled adulterants, mm-hmm. unintended byproducts of chemical synthesis and heavy metals. So in this study mentioned here, uh, they looked at 27 products from 10 brands and all of them, had contaminants in them. 11 had unlabeled cutting agents and all contained reaction side products. 
Yeah. They go on to mention these things, including a new um, cannabinoid, though. They discovered a new cannabinoid during this process. Hot damn. Tetrahydrocannabifuran. Wow. Yeah. That's shiny. Yeah, right? But um, they all had heavy metals in them. And so when you hear all of the propaganda against, oh, high-potency weed is making people sick and whatever, you got to think about the method of ingestion. Right, and how it was extracted, too. Yeah, exactly. The pollutants from the uh, extraction process. Now, in fully legal states, I don't think people are going really for Delta 8. Yeah. I could be wrong, but Delta 8 has come out in the under the 50 state legal mantra right from the farm bill and you know naming everything hemp that doesn't have delta 9 thc above 0.3 percent yeah they they turned weed into one single cannabinoid basically in a legal sense yeah delta 9 everything else is on the table yeah and so um our friend ben owens had a good write-up and he brought up a good point he talked to the woman that led this peer-reviewed study and he was talking about if you see Delta 8 flower, then it's been sprayed with a Delta 8 distillate, which could have been produced and purified in a variety of ways, which would, of course, cause byproducts. Sure. Because they can't just take like, oh, this is a high Delta 8 strain weed and we just put the keef on it or something. It's all being man-made, essentially. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Prohibition problems, you know? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. How did we go from a plant that's good and good for you to this? It's like, oh, we can... They're talking about all this cyclical creation of CBD and... Ugh, I don't know. It's just... It's wild. Just wild. Crazy. The things they can do in a lab. <laughs> the research chemicals of weed, you know? Yes. Research chemical cannabinoids. Research cannabinoids. Ah, uh, speaking of weird shit, Small Pharma Incorporated was awarded a patent for injectable DMT. It's going to be granted August 9th. Holy Moses. Yeah, this is the first U.S. patent grant within this specific company's psychedelic portfolio. Uh, so, I'll have to keep an eye on that. I never thought about injecting the DMT, but... I never thought about having a psychedelic portfolio. <laughs> yeah, I need to get on that. Fuck. I gotta call my guy. Right? CNN had a story this week. Highly potent weed creating marijuana addicts worldwide, study says. They accuse 3 in 10 people of having cud, which is a <laughs> CDC statistic. Oh, my God. Um, You're still rolling with cud, huh? Oh, well, my favorite line here. I just pulled one line out. High-potency users have increased likelihood to developing generalized anxiety disorder, but the impact is unclear. Cannabis use disorder, so you have to read, also known as CUD. You got to read the whole article just to get to the point of, uh, you know, more research is needed. <laughs> that's, just, that's an absolute bitch slap of a punchline, dude. It's just crazy. But how dare they run these fiery headlines, though, you know, so damning. Right. That's oh, what they do, we're man. creating addicts. Dirty-ass press. Dirty-ass, for sure, ass press. <laughs> <sighs> Responsible Growth Arkansas got enough signatures to make it onto the November ballot. 
Just a recap of their initiative. You have to be 21 plus to buy and possess up to an ounce of weed. There's no home cultivation allowed. Uh, the residency, re residency requirement to qualify as a medical patient is repealed. Power nice. is handed over, regulatory power is handed over to the Alcoholic Beverage Control Division. Uh-oh. They have to issue the licenses. Um, medical dispensaries need to be licensed for recreational, and they are permitted to open an additional location that's exclusively for recreational sales. Now, there's only 40 recreational licenses that would be available under the language here, Oof. and there's currently 40 medical dispensaries. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah. I was almost going to hit the step, but... Interesting how that like number works out, isn't it? It's funny. There's Maybe no... that's like, oh, that's how many we need, because it's how many medi we have, as though that has anything to do with recreational. Oh, you know? oh yeah. We'll just um, cop it up to ignorance. It's just... It's totally not an insider <laughs> game or anything. It's, <laughs> they just didn't. They just thought it made sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no expungements. I just think that's really strange. It's the first one I've seen that didn't have expungement. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. It's now they legal, but you're still it, in trouble. Yeah, you got to walk around with a charge still. Yeah. The state can impose up to 10% in supplemental taxes on recreational, in addition to existing state and local sales taxes. That tax revenue would go to law enforcement, the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences, state drug court programs, and, of course, the state general fund. Uh, people who own less than 5% of a pot business would no longer be subject to background checks, just for having a stake in the business. The legislature could not repeal or amend medical statutes without voter approval. Local governments could hold elections to prohibit recreational sales. Individuals can own stake in more than 18 dispensaries. You know, big spenders out here. <clears throat> Advertising and packaging restrictions would have to be created, like tamper-resistant packages and whatever. Uh, and dispensaries could cultivate and store up to 100 seedlings instead of 50, as the current law states. Oh, boy. So... Yeah, there's a little step in the right direction yeah. for dispensing for licensed businesses. Pushing in the numbers <laughs> up. It's a step in the right direction after all. Yeah. California lawmakers sent Governor Gavin Newsom Senate Bill 57 to legalize safe consumption sites for illegal drugs. All right. Yeah. Do your do drugs in the DMV. So it's exactly what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take a number, uh, take a needle. So he hasn't signed it yet uh, as of this bowl, but Seems like something he would sign. He's ready. <laughs> uh, in Santa Monica, the city council approved a measure to tax pot businesses, which will be on the November ballot. So if you want to tax the already overtaxed pot businesses, you know, go vote for that or vote against it. Uh, and that says... <laughs> Up to 10% of gross receipts for the sale, delivery, distribution, and consumption of pot. So you could be taxed for using pot? I didn't understand consumption. I guess they're talking about edibles, huh? But still, taxed for consumption. Hmm. Don't like the sounds of that. In Pueblo, Colorado, activists are gathering signatures to lower pot taxes. Something I can get behind. Um, the guy behind the petitions is the founder of New View Pharma which is a dispensary, and he's also a neurologist. 
Uh, they only need 1,100 signatures by August 8th to make the November ballot. There's two petitions. One that caps the excise tax, which is currently 8%, uh, the city to an average, this was injured, caps the excise tax to the average of the excise tax collected in Denver, Fort Collins, and Colorado Springs. But the funny thing here is that those three locations don't impose excise taxes. So the average would be zero. So that's cool. Yeah. And then the second petition would reduce the rate of sales tax from 6% to 4.5%. Okay. Getting there. Step in the right direction, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, In Wichita, Kansas, the police chief says officers will continue to make pot arrests even if the city council passes a decriminalization ordinance. What? Yeah, a real son of a bitch. This Lemuel Moore. He's an interim chief, by yeah, the way. Better fires ass. So, yeah, just get a different guy in there and we're all good. Um, but, you know, also in 2016, the Kansas legislature reduced the penalty for first pot conviction to 50 bucks. Fine. So... Can you imagine that? Getting, like, then why do you get arrested? <laughs> so petty. Yeah. And just, all I could think is, what a real son of a bitch, man. Like, there's violent crime potentially going on, and you're like, ooh, I smell weed. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. This is an easy one. Yep. And it's not dangerous either. <laughs> this makes me sick. I'm going to Wichita. <laughs> just <laughs> give him an ear beating. <laughs> oh, my Stupid. God. Lame-o. Uh, freaking Wiggins-like chief. In <laughs> Maryland, they cut the patient renewal fees, uh, and now having a medical card is valid for six years instead of three. Oh, yeah, so, double it. Yeah, that's kind of nice. It used to be $50 to apply or to renew your medical card. Now it's 25 That's still $25 too much, in my opinion. And and getting a card is still too ridiculous. <laughs> too many hoops, you know? Yeah. Why do you need a license for freaking everything? A license to go buy things. Yeah, I don't need a license for any other fucking drug. I don't need a license for alcohol or cigarettes. Yeah. And yeah, over-the-counter shit or alcohol or cigarettes. So dumb. You gotta say I'm this old and that's all. Uh, they mentioned on their site that the state made $12 million in fees stemming from those patient cards. And about $1 million of that money went to compassionate use funds to help low-income and veteran patients afford their medicine. So anyways, this uh, change is going to take place early October, tentatively. In Massachusetts, the Supreme Judicial Court upheld the town of Bourne's ban on recreational sales. And this case was in and out of courtrooms for five years now. Uh, It was this retailer called the Haven Center. Um, And, you know, they challenged the state constitution. So this is a final judgment, since that's as high up as you can go in the state. But they were going to open a facility in Bourne that grew, sold, and manufactured pot-related items. And in October 2018, Bourne residents attended a special town meeting and approved Article 14, which is a bylaw banning the sale of recreational weed. So the Haven Center thought that this prohibition was adopted improperly because it was approved as a general bylaw and not a zoning bylaw. Uh, But the judge says, no, it's not written anywhere that has to be zoning. 
So it's perfectly fine. <laughs> Five years later and you're still out. You have to find a different town to operate in. Which is too bad. Bourne's a real pretty place. Oh, Detroit is uh, starting to sound a bit more like the whole state of Illinois because a judge has halted plans to accept applications for pot licenses. This is because a Wayne County Circuit judge granted a request for temporary restraining uh, of this all on Friday. There's two lawsuits challenging the city's recreational ordinance. So uh, the judge just said, hey, you know, I might scrap the recreational ordinance and what would be the point getting everyone's hopes up by approving their applications? We're just going to pause it until I come to a formal decision. So, oh, well, they were going to start accepting applications yesterday. Now that's on hold. Um, Oral arguments are scheduled for August 12th. So we'll wait and see what goes down. St. Louis Council Ethics Committee has decided to investigate Lisa Clancy, who, of course, was working for that law firm, writing applications (laughs) for dispensaries while making the zoning laws for weed. In New York, the first medical pot license was given to a group made up of George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, and Sean Bell's family, along with Reverend Kirsten John Foy. And they've got an investigative reporter following this team for the first year to see how it turns out. Interesting. It's the ultimate social equity move. That's a very weird thing to like get into business together for, but hey. Turn the uh, dark cloud upside down, I guess. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, wow, what a bunch. Yeah, it's like the dream team of something you don't want to <laughs> be a dream team of. Bro. Yeah, seriously. A little, just a little weird, I don't know. It's very weird. And I was surprised I wasn't hearing about it more places. Like, I don't even know how to react to that. I know, <laughs> you know I saying? don't either. But I was like, wow, that's a great press release for new york mm-hmm. you know this is this is very new york <laughs> no doubt uh it's like it's just it's, it's it's wild it's wild and i was surprised like i said i didn't hear about it in other news streams just because yeah, of the, is the company weird. yeah mm-hmm. who's in it oh well uh here's a fun one pennsylvania regulators will reportedly soon be sued you know i love these um by medical companies Oh, boy. Medical weed companies for improperly allowing big out-of-state firms to monopolize the industry. And that's just the problem here is it's always just the little guy getting excited and mentioning their moves in the media. <laughs> Shooting their nut early in the papers, dude. Like, yeah. come on, you guys. Exactly. Uh, it's Get it together. They talked to Shane Kenny, the owner of Hanging Gardens, who had to lay off or cut hours for 50 of his 110 employees. Um, now, it says here that only five companies can have both dispensary and grower permits, and no company can operate more than 15 retail locations under Pennsylvania law. But six multi-state companies own more than half of the dispensary permits, and five of the six operate more than 15 retail locations, uh, which was because they came in and they bought out smaller retailers, you know? Mm-hmm. They just acquired the other operators. Uh, so this has resulted in 
what I'm hearing is very high medical weed prices and diminishing patient choice. So Kenny here and several other independent operators tried unsuccessfully to get relief from the health department that regulates the industry. And since they couldn't, now they're looking to sue. But again, no filing date announced. <laughs> Nothing filed at all. So <laughs> it's just, I really worry about them. <laughs> this seems like when someone you don't want to ever meet might show up to your house and make threats on your family. You know, can't just say you're going to attack the big players. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Come on. Okay. Best ones don't announce their moves before the moves are already made. And just go read The Art of War put before it you f- play war games. Put it in the suit. File the suit. Yeah. Wait until they call you. And then say, I don't talk about my fucking suits. I already filed it. Read it. Exactly. Read it and weep. Boom. <sighs> fucking I, press. You know what? When is the press going to help you? Oh, never. never. No, they they get they off on exploiting burn you. burn you and fuck up your plans and ruin your shit. Exactly. Because who are they paid by? The big guys. <laughs> the big fish the big pharma yeah and barely too yeah yeah but fucking you know, bottom feeders they love sucking satan's cock they get off on it <laughs> south dakota opened uh its first state licensed medical dispensary last wednesday so yay for them they got one <laughs> they got one going um, decriminalization is going to be on the November ballot in Killeen, Harker Heights, San Marcos, and Denton, Texas. That's, uh, that's a bunch. There, It seems like there's more places in Texas hopping on every day. So, yeah, we were up to four this week. Who else will put decrim on the November ballot? Uh, Milwaukee County, Wisconsin's Board of Supervisors has voted to place two non-binding referendums on the November ballot. What is a non-binding referendum, you might be asking or wondering? Because that's what I was wondering. Oh, it's just asking voters for their opinion. And you know what the topics were? What? Legalizing pot and banning assault rifles. Oh, boy. Yeah, two topics I have very strong opinions about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stop banning shit. Yeah, seriously. Just don't ban shit. Don't ban shit. Pot, machine guns, whatever the fuck you said. Assault weapons. Assault rifles is the terminology they're using. Butter knives, condoms. Butter. <laughs> tickets uh, to fucking Svengali. I don't give a shit. Don't ban any of it, you know? Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't ban. Stop banning shit. Open and free market. Just let people fucking buy and sell stuff that they want. Yeah. Have I you know. heard of uh, Juicy Fields? I have not. Good, because it was a scam. <laughs> Sounds was, pretty scammy. It called itself a cannabis crowd-growing platform. Oh, God, yes. Isn't this fun? Shut up and take my money. Yeah. Uh, this was a firm that was based in Germany, which also doesn't help with us hearing about it, you know. Uh, they moved to Amsterdam earlier this year, but they promoted themselves as a business that would make investors rich by putting their savings into legal pot farms. But... Since mid-July, investors cannot log into their accounts. Wow, funny how that happens. Uh, There were 500,000 investors, and the damage is estimated to be between tens of millions and several billion euros. Oh, my God. You know, a big red flag might have been when employees of Juicy Fields were holding strikes over unpaid salaries. Oh, God. But I guess people didn't pull out then, so... Uh, here they are. Where's my money? Why can't I log in? 
they say it's not like a pyramid scheme. It's like a pot leaf scheme where there's seven different leaves coming off of the main scheme. Yeah, something like that. Um, clearly, this group just took the money from these folks, turned around, and paid influencers to build a huge winning image from themselves. Um, the lead talked about how they parked two Lamborghinis in front of a Barcelona hotel where there was an international cannabis industry conference. Oh, God. And the Lamborghinis had the Juicy Fields logo wrapped around them. So, you know, it was like, hey, look at us. We're made of money. You can be too. Give us your money to make more money. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but... Never trust these guys that all they can prove they can do is spend a lot of fucking money. I know. At once. That's it's such like, a red oh, flag. Oh, wow, you're good at spending all the fucking money. That's yeah. very interesting. Or even. That's not very impressive. Give us your money to make money. Like, how do people keep falling for that mm. shit throughout history? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, but oh, he got Gucci on. So the fuck? Who gives a fuck? If he's dumb enough to worry for $300,000, I don't want to fuck with him, dude. I know. <laughs> I don't want to fuck with that person. Yeah. That's a red flag. That's a dangerous person. It's like having a gold tooth in the front of your mouth. Get mm. out of here, dude. <laughs> Drive away. Yeah. Well, hilariously, uh, the Spanish National Financial Commission placed this company on a list of companies that was not authorized to conduct investment business <laughs> and then the german federal financial supervisory authority issued an official warning about them in march the same time they were rolling up in the, with these lamborghinis and they banned the company from operating in germany but they had already moved from berlin to amsterdam so if you're investing in this company and not paying attention to what's going on like that's pretty sad dude Pretty sad. Now there's just a cryptic statement on their website saying, uh, to register for refunds, users should send a selfie video with their official ID. Oh, nice. Oh, certainly not a scam a lama ding dong and Just pull your Another shirt one. down just a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shake your ass a bit to the camera. Spread your cheeks. <laughs> and then send it. Yeah. We just need to check uh, some things. Yeah. Oh, here's a story I had to get an ISO for because... I uh, had to do a double take when I read the headline on it. Those who knew 82-year-old Colleen Wilson described her as a sweet-natured, caring mother. And tonight, the man who's charged with her murder is her son, David, who allegedly bashed her with a pot plant inside the home they shared on the central coast. Police allege the 56-year-old hit his elderly mother, Colleen Wilson, over the head with a pot plant early yesterday oh, before Jesus. leaving in her car, then returning hours later, calling triple zero. But the 82-year-old was already dead. David lived with his mother. Neighbours say this isn't the first time they've heard trouble stirring next door. The tight-knit Tumbiumbi community Colleen called home for 30 years, now grieving. David's lawyer fronted court on his behalf this morning. Morning. He's doing okay in the circumstances. He didn't apply for bail, his client remaining behind bars. Oh my god. Yeah. Everything what about is that, that, that is crazy, including the voice on that TV journalist. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like she too needs to poop. <laughs> you know? Like, 
Okay. This guy behind bars. It's just weird. The cadence was really creepy to me. Dude smashed his mom but over the head. Dude death. smashed his elderly mother with a weed with a plant. plant. And I was like, hey, don't blame the weed. Blame the container it was planted in. Come on. Well, she's dead. Yeah. The plant can't hurt anyone. It had to have been in a container yeah, man, of some sort. Yeah, the bucket, man. Yeah, the bucket. The bucket. The pot. Not, not the, the pot, pot plant that but killed the pot. her. Pots, pot doesn't kill. The pot kills. Yeah, the pot pot. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And then Tumby Umby. They live in Tumby Umby. I was like, well, surely that's racist. It's Australian. It's all racist. <laughs> Tumby Umby. Australians are incredibly racist. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Ugh. With their Wumba Dumba and their Tumby Wumby and their yeah. <laughs> Chumba Wumba and their minute work and their... Custard. Yeah. Uh, Boomerang. Hello. Boomerang. Yes. Yeah. Guam will start accepting pop business applications on August 29th. Go Guam. Good job, Guam. And uh, Zimbabwe Medicines Control Authority is accepting applications for medical businesses. Medical weed businesses, of course, is what I'm referring to. And finally, in Singapore... A man was hanged. Oh, no. After being convicted of pot trafficking. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Don't fuck with weed in Singapore. Singapore sucks. Maybe just don't fuck with Singapore. That's all I got, man. That was my behind-the-curtain rundown today. Jeez, you brought, like... I brought my stuffy nose back. Full pound. (laughs) Brought a full pound behind the curtain, man. Yeah. It was a... It's like the good old shoes are piling up, you know? Yeah, no doubt. A lot of old shoes, and I still need a song. But I probably have to wait till Britney's on the way home for the song, huh? Probably the Welcome Back song. Yeah, yeah. What By Scary Spice. Welcome Back song from Sir Reverend Cyber Trucker. Woo! For the good old metal moment that we all love so dearly. <laughs> In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Most of the time when I'm trolling around the internet looking for something to listen to, I usually find metal versions of pop songs. It's rare that I find some other genre that is doing a cover of a metal song. And even rarer when that cover sounds as good or better than the original. Take Brass Against, for instance, using mostly large amounts of brass, some drums, and a little bit of guitar, they've come up with a very unique sound. Add in vocals from the likes of Sophia Eurista, and you have a truly magical sonic experience. From Brass Against, featuring Sophia Eurista, this is their cover of Tool's The Pot. I hold deep in muddy waters You practically raise the dead Rob the grave to slow the cradle Then burn the evidence down So box us of cards in glass So don't the dust in your stones on Can I step in 
God damn! Heavy metal there, man. That was lit, dude. That was Brass. fucking... When she started doing the fucking pot intro, I was like, my my jaw fell open. I was like, no, are they doing? Are they doing? That was tight. They tooted it just right. That the was Barry, awesome. Barry Sachs mixed in with some fucking trombone for the slides, dude. Those were just that was pretty ill, man. Yeah, it was epic. <laughs> that actually. Knocked me a little out of my chair. That was tight. Thank you, Rev. Yeah, thank you, Rev. Uh, you can always send Rev some hot metal tips. He's got his website set up over there at revcybertrucker.com, but you can also follow him at revcybertrucker That's at right. knowledgeintosocial.com. Fuck yeah. This was a great moment. Great metal moment. Another great moment is when we pause and talk to the bowlers. See what they have to say every week in our first time I ever topic. And, uh... Just as reliable as the topic being changed itself, it happens every week, and we also hear from the scholar. Oh man, it's Tuesday! Hell yes! Uh, hey, this is uh, Crusher Rattles, uh, short time listener, medium time caller. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So first time I went to the fleet market. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was like I don't know, like fifteen plus years ago or something. Just kind of ballparking ish. Uh, even though that kind of sounds exact, but, uh, yeah, I remember going in and it was like, oh, kind of cool and some cheap stuff and like food produce, you know, I guess normal flea market stuff. And then as I was thinking about the question, I was like, I think I've only actually ever been to one flea market. Um, seems like it's pretty big. Uh, but, uh, like I said, it's only going to one, but, uh, you know, it's California, you know, so whatever. Seems like a seems like a big one for uh, where it's located, but uh, anyway, yeah. So a lot of detail there that I'm giving you. Uh, but yeah, I remember that I like being like tools and you know all this stuff. And then I don't remember the second time I went, and then went again to the same flea market this year for uh, helping out some friends that had they had a deal there, and uh, so I was helping them set up and whatnot. And I nice. remember wandering around. I forgot set up for an hour or so, and. I don't know. It just kind of seemed like a lot of like it, it was one of those things that felt like like you had to be looking you had to be looking for something specific. Uh, kind of reminded me of a like a farmers market or something like that where it's like okay, there's three people selling soap here, you know, kind of deal. So yeah, um, but yeah, I'm sure like tools. I mentioned that a couple times, but like refurbished tools or things like that, or you got people that like they always have a market there, you know, they got a permanent structure and whatnot. And then you got the people that probably just sign it for a day or weekend and they're selling stuff off the, out of the side of their car or van or whatever on the outskirts of the market and, and whatnot. But yeah, I guess it's kind of fun, but uh, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe you'll find something. It's kind of like a exactly. garage sale slash farmer's market Treasure and all that hunt, combined man. with, uh, you know, whatever else. So that's the story. Uh, Nothing super specific or whatever. I didn't even buy anything last time I was there. But you anyway. got no tools? All right. We'll, we'll enjoy the bowl and uh, shall listen to you to this tomorrow. All right. Love you guys. Stay dangerous. And as the sound of the left post, Pacaw! my friend. Pacaw. We love you. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I should go take a shower. Shower. All right. <laughs> I didn't hear his last part. I was pecan over it. Hold on. And it's warm out here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I should go take a shower. All right. Shower off, man. Yeah. Shower off, buy you some tools, my brother.
you buying were, tools at the flea market. You know, you're always in the market for like a chainsaw or a good weed whacker. Oh, yeah. I feel like you could always talk me into a better chainsaw or weed whacker. Yeah, or the thingamabobbers. Why I need them. Those are my favorite types of tools. Thingamabobbers? Faucet covers. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Shit, man. If it's 50 cents, you know, I'm, I'm down to talk about whatever. Yeah. 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 I do remember. Okay. I guess I can't remember the first time I went to a flea market because I was definitely in a stroller. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee it was the random flea market. Yeah. And I was with my nana, my great grandma. <laughs> she used to just go on the weekends That's and That's a solid it, you know? flea, man. Dude, it's a good one. It was the first one. Even if I you started... go to just soak it in, look at stuff, and have a couple hot dogs. That's, yeah. That's a fucking Saturday, man. Yeah, man. I like the pretzels with the hot melty cheese, personally, but yeah. the salted pretzel. Safe. Mm. Damn. Bread. Anyway. <laughs> now you got me thinking about things I don't need to be thinking about. But yeah, I'm glad that you've been to the random flea with me. And it's cool because there's an outdoor and an indoor section. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out what that building was for, if anything, uh, you know, before it was a flea market. Yeah. Because it's almost like a giant tent, like a circus. That's kind of the feel. But there's a second floor. There's a restaurant upstairs, like a sit-down restaurant. Of course, there's the greasy... uh counter food downstairs which Mm -hmm. is the place to be there's that weird vacuum section (laughs) on the back side and then a tucked away hallway that goes to like a linen store Mm -hmm. that's like a real store instead of just a a little vendor at a table but yeah i think that uh going to the flea market might have gotten the treasure hunt drive into me at an early age because i like to go to flea markets and stuff when i'm not looking for anything it's cool if there's something i'm looking for but i feel like the real treasures jump out when you're not looking yeah i totally agree with that but oh man just a mix of stuff i mean everything you can find anything there from tools to vinyl records action figures dolls like if you're looking for a toy that you had when you were a kid you can find it at the flea market you know, if you're looking for a toy for your kid that's modern, you can find it at the flea market or a Chinese knockoff, you know, yeah. something that a four-year-old's going to love either way. <laughs> and they had, you know, hair care and they always have the places that are selling like soaps and stuff for super cheap brushes. You need a tea set, some china for your cabinet. Hell, we get that at the flea market. Yeah, it's a good time. It was a lot of fun. And of course, you and I were always... Got that one I opened for uh, Woody Woodpecker stuff yep. for Pop and his collection. Yeah. That's it's fun to just look for, you know, there's thing I'm into mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you got the whole scan over the whole place. It's a treasure hunt. And there's a crystal dealer there now. A guy that's got big old crystal specimens the last time we went. Yeah, definitely. Which was cool. Definitely. You kind of sick to open a little crystal store in one of the fucking flea malls. That'd be tight. It would be cool. It would be cool, but I don't know how I feel about just leaving my inventory in a place. Nah, you don't do that. You don't just set it up and leave it there? You don't have to, and I wouldn't, no. Yeah. No way, I like to talk to people and help them intuitively find the crystal that's meant for them. Yeah. (laughs) What piece of my junk is meant for you? Because I always have more than just crystals. I've got jewelry and little figures and whatever. (laughs) Oh, God, my flea market upbringing is obvious. What about you? 
Do you remember the first time you ever went to a flea market? Man, if if it wasn't the super flea itself, it was something kind of similar. <laughs> That's a great scale one. version. But the super flea is kind of the deal here in the city. It's like the best flea market. It's the flea market of your dreams. Before, like long ago, it was an old, I guess, Montgomery Ward. Okay. But it's like at least two stories, I want to say. It's probably... There's there's storage facilities above it, so it's more than two stories. It's actually tall. I think it's like three or four. But as far as the flea mall part of it, the flea market part of it, there's just two stories. There's its own food court. Yep. When you first get in there, I think it was like 50 cents to get in last time I've been. It's been a yeah. while. They might make it a dollar now. But but once you're in, dude, every vendor that you can imagine there, they they got like the stereotypical like... You know, there's like a shoe booth and there's the clothing booths, like uh, chief stuff and and royal stuff. You know, yeah. Um, the uh, airbrush shirt artist person in there, but then there's like uh, you find Middle Eastern guys fi- selling rugs, Middle Eastern guys selling suitcases. Uh, there's like three or four head shops in there. Yeah, and um, like when we started chief and that was where we would go to get pieces for sure it's down there they had the best stuff you know um yeah with good numbers it's one of those places that feels like if you fucking ask the right person you could get a tiger or something you know like yeah because you can there's tires there's uh rims there's uh there's also a hydroponics shop every fucking dvd you've ever heard of there's like all dvds at the super flea there's a hydroponic shop. In my opinion, more comfortable than going to a designated hydro store. Right. You know, where yeah. you, it's like almost guaranteed surveillance. At the Super Flea, it's just like, psh, there's <laughs> everything in here. You could be doing anything. Tasers, like, oh. knives, uh, that kind oh, of store. Yeah, brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, paperweights. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there's a few of them that are just pure junk. It's just for like your old. Uh, Classic junk hounds, you can get your fix there too. Yeah, porn and smut uh, spot, and a-, a pet shop in there. Yeah, they got it all shit. Instruments. It's crazy. Bootleg DVDs. Yeah, right when you walk in, they insane. put those all guys the and sit in the movie theaters and record it on their uh, <laughs> handheld device. Well, they got like DVD cases that are like the covers printed in there yeah. and slid in there. It's like from a home printer. It's like pixelated. Fantastic. <laughs> Cut dude. out on paper. <laughs> Places the fucking shit. Yeah, it's awesome. We need to go back soon. And they don't got a website. I was like oh. trying to find a website. They don't got a website. And the shoes. There's an email. If you Google them, like an email <laughs> pops up. Like you can email. <laughs> oh my it. gosh. It's fucking legit, dude. It's a word of mouth kind of flea market. It's tight. Yeah. I remember if the- you've f- never been to the fucking flea market on St. John, then dude, you gotta try it. Oh, dude. You gotta check it out one Saturday. Go over there. It's a totally different vibe than the random flea market. That's for sure. Definitely. It's a different. Definitely. <laughs> Oh, it's a lot of fun, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fantastic. Hope- you know who else is a lot of fun is this next caller? Yeah. Man, everything I learned about the world, I learned from a flea market. Hell right. yeah. <laughs> the first one I would have went to would have been in uh, hometown in Virginia. It was a big warehouse one. It was, it was big. I mean, it was the size of, like, a Kmart. Yeah. One of the smaller Kmarts. Um, not one of the Mega Ks or whatever the fuck they were called. Press that in the chat. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was 
dark. It was dirty. Yeah, I had a dusty fucking floor. Uh, lots of like sort of old knotted tables, raw wood, nothing fancy. Just remember seeing like, uh, at the time I was very into Super Nintendo, so that's what really sticks out is all the booths that had the, uh, the, the gray SNES cartridges. Yeah, I really like flea markets. Me too. I want to, I don't know, spread my ashes in a flea market or something. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dude. <laughs> I can see it. Maybe don't do that. Hmm. Uh, Come down yeah. here. Try Come to, to the flea, dude. Try to go as many as, go to as many as I could. The flea will uh, change your life. Whenever I was traveling. Uh, Texas has got some pretty good ones. Texas has got, in like, Dallas, Dallas area. And they got um, some more of the, like, not quite trendy, but they, the shop went out of its way to cater more to, like, wacky objects, uh, curiosities. I know that they had a, uh, like, a full antique leather gimp mask there at one point. I really wanted <laughs> nice. to buy, but I couldn't necessarily justify the money on it at the time. That was in 2019. Uh, in hindsight, I would have been f- fucking ready to rock and roll for the next year. But uh, what are you going to do? I actually saw Oliver Peck, the tattoo artist there. Um, North Carolina, back home, there's some really good ones, like uh, Granddaddy Antiques, big fucking place. Found a ton of metaphysical books there the time life mysteries of the universe series that was really fun there was a good friend of mine from uh, high school went and explored and checked it all out it's a good time flea markets where it's at in the bowl in the bowl in the bowl all good gimps have to start with a used gimp mask and work their way <laughs> up the that's how it works you can't I think you you can't you're not supposed to buy your first gimp mask or it has to be given to you Something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, c- yeah, come to KC. We'll take you to the Super Flea, man. Yeah. That, w- that is a- your type of place, dude. You'd fucking love it. And happy birthday. You'd love it. Boobs. Happy birthday. How did, how did I miss that? I've been in a fucking virtual class code hole. Yeah, it's that day to night, night to day thing that's going on with you. I know. God damn. And the... T- fucking time zone. I don't know what time anything <laughs> is. I'm like catching and not catching stuff. Wait to go to mel- get milk at nine in the evening. Who does that? Us. Us. We're With the whole family. <laughs> yeah, throw the kids in the car. We gotta get milk. The baby's like... It's like 9.15. In a daze because it's way past his bedtime, oh but he's God. always down to party. <laughs> well, you know what I'm always down to do? What? Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Uh, oh, do we need to choose a first time I ever topic for next week? Ah, uh, we could wing it. Well, we, you know, let's see. lace our shoes. Ah, uh, yeah. Powder our it's hands. A, it's out of my <laughs> uh, bowling bag. I always keep it in here. Uh, first time I called and left. First time I ever. First time I fucked my roommate. Uh, went to the DMV, changed jobs, moved out of hometown. Crossing off the flea market one because we just nailed that. You can add first time I ever was in a tournament. First time I ever was in a tournament. Ooh, okay. or we could just go with it. Let's ma- let's do it. 
I like yeah, it. Yeah, let's go with it. Thanks, C dubs. F tie was in a tournament. There we go. How can we go bowling? Yeah. Well, yes. you know, that's just like uh your opinion, man. We are bowling. A Utah man was accused of causing a wild wildfire by burning a spider. Oh my god. Yeah. Got that spider. Twenty-six years old. Told deputies he spotted the spider on Monday while he was hiking in the foothills south of Salt Lake City. <laughs> My tongue is tangled tonight. Yeah. But, uh. I think the tongue is drunk. Yeah, the well, tongue is drunk. He acknowledged starting the fire, but never explained why he tried to burn the spider. You know, was it for fun? Was he scared of spiders? Uh, no idea. Uh, problem is, they found a bunch of weed on him, too. So oh, man. He was arrested on suspicion of reckless burning <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, God. and possession of weed. Oh. And it's Utah, so, you know, you got a pipe that's drug paraphernalia. There's some more charges for you. Uh, but, of course, it, you know, they say there's no evidence to suggest he did it intentionally. And uh, the fire burned less than one square mile which i'm not saying that's good you know that's still a lot of area but no homes were damaged no home was no. damaged no home was damaged <laughs> well that's relief yes silver linings gotta protect them a new sign was put up at route 66 in interstate 40 in new mexico spelling albuquerque without an r oh no yeah the Department of Transportation just put it up last week with this typo. And as you can imagine, they were flooded with folks letting them know that they spelled it wrong. So they got a correctly spelled sign this week. You think the prisoners make the DOT signs? Uh, Depends where you're at, but many such cases. Yeah. I was just wondering how something like that doesn't get uh, proofed before it gets printed to metal, but... Yeah. Uh, Slave labor. <laughs> gross incompetence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No put, matter what. Yeah. No shortage of that. In Northern California, a burglar forgot his keys in the crime scene. Oh, man. And returned to retrieve them. Never returned to the scene. Come on. Oh, they haven't caught him. Oh? <laughs> yeah. They've got him on security camera here at uh, some Bay Area Donut Company's corporate office where he went to the back and took a little pouch of petty cash and keys to a company vehicle but didn't take the vehicle. And like I said, he went back to get his keys that he casually forgot there and uh, they're still looking for the guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just another day in the bag. He'll be back for the uh, car. He's got the keys too. I'm just surprised that donuts didn't come into it because I heard... It's a donut company. And mm. I was like, mm, I'd do some wild things for a donut. Donut. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, let me just hit up a donut machine real quick. Yeah. <laughs> a woman intent on revenge set fire to the wrong house. Oh, my God. Yes, it was not her ex-boyfriend that she was looking for. Some rough frames here we're starting off with. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a rough week, I guess. Um, <laughs> a neighbor saw her trying to start a fire with bundles of wood on the front porch and a jug of oil. And uh, then the homeowner came out 
and saw her putting some burning wood right at the base of the propane tank, got the hose, started dousing it, but it didn't work because she had used a sealant to block the flow of water. So he went in, got his rifle, and confronted the lady. And he said, I will pay for your hardwood. No, I don't know what he said. It's not documented. But (laughs) she had one of his dogs by the leash, then got in her car with this man's dog and drove off. What the fuck? Yeah, luckily deputies did catch up with her. Dog napper. And she was arrested uh, with, let's see, felony first degree arson, assault with a deadly weapon, and larceny of an animal. The house sustained approximately $20,000 in damages. Jesus. And we can't discount that emotional trauma to the dog. I mean, come on. That's the unclean wood that's making my life miserable. The dog's like, hey, hey, owner, uh, this crazy lady's got me. This crazy lady's got me, man. <laughs> you gotta get me back. <laughs> uh, please say you love me enough to come find me. The largest pink diamond in 300 years was discovered in uh, Angola. Angola. Angola, Angola. Um, it's 170 carats, and they named it the Lulo Rose because Ooh. it was found at the Lulo Alluvial Diamond Mine, where you know the stones are recovered from a riverbed. The mine is actually owned by some Australians. So, How about yeah, that? they're excited by the news. Only one in 10,000 diamonds is pink, so it's pretty rare. Dang. And should fetch a good price at auction. I guess that this mine has produced the two largest diamonds ever found in Angola. Wowie zowie. And this is the fifth largest diamond found at the mine, where 27 diamonds they found have been over 100 carats. God, that's ridiculously big. <clears throat> yeah, they've got a good spot. they got a good spot there. Instant karma, a Texas man shot a woman in the neck, but the bullet exited and killed him. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm not sure how this works. Like, I, they don't give a good description. This is, like, crazier than the bullet that shot JFK. Right. Because I'm picturing him standing on one side, aiming at her, and then the bullet would go straight forward. Right? But somehow, this bullet hit him in the leg. Yeah. And then uh, that uh, he succumbed to his injuries. Another 26-year-old man, by the way. It was a bad Succumbed. week for 26-year-olds. Like he died? Yeah, he died. The fuck? From getting shot by himself <laughs> in the leg <laughs> with a bullet that went through a woman's neck. You and she, be she lived. Me. She's okay. Yeah. Now, it's just, it's very weird. There's not a lot of details here. Angels in the outfield, bro. Her identity's not revealed, um, but... People are saying, like, well, there was a lot of blood outside of these apartment, uh, the apartment buildings, I guess, and then they followed it to these two in a car with their bullet wounds. Jesus. So I don't know how they ended up in a car together or what's going on there, but... That's why you don't hold the pistol sideways. Yeah, uh, maybe. This is what happens. Yeah. He did. <laughs> That's all I know, and... It was uh, sounds like instant karma, for sure. No doubt. Maryland police need help identifying a man who's suffering from amnesia. Well, they found him wandering down Interstate 795 outside of Baltimore in black shorts. He can't remember his name or anything. 
and he's got a pretty bad cut on his nose. Damn. Yeah, but he's a good looking guy, so I was like, go ahead, ladies, have some fun with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I've never heard of an amnesia case before. And then oh, making it a national story. Yeah. I was like, here's their mistake. Making this a national story. I feel for this guy. <laughs> C-Dubs blames it on the injectable DMT. He's yep. going to, uh, yeah, have somebody explain who he was. And I have to take their word for it. Yeah, that's know. a freaky situation. It's freaky. Yeah. He's in the hospital and like he got treated uh, for his ailments and the nose thing. But <laughs> yeah, they were like hoping he would just kind of remember slowly. Yeah, maybe he got hit in the head or something, and it would all start to come back. No. And then no one's saying anything, to the point where they're making a national story. It's like, oh my gosh. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. A Virginia woman discovered a snake inside a bag of popcorn at a grocery store. I just can't believe they didn't have a TV story with audio to put to this. Because this is a great one. This lady grabs a bag of popcorn from the bottom shelf. Yeah. And she puts it in her bag. And then she sees it's got some mouse shit on it. So she's like, oh, ew. And she goes to put it back. And then she sees that the bottom shelf is covered in mouse poop. And that there's mouse traps down there. So she's like, okay, that's nasty. And I'm just not going to get any I got to shop somewhere else, I think. Right. But she noticed that the bag behind that one she was putting back had a hole in the top right corner. Oh, boy. So she picked it up, and she was going to bring it to the front of the store since they couldn't sell it like that. Right. And as it was in her shopping cart, the snake head pops out, and then a full snake comes slithering out. It was a black rat snake that she claims was the length of the cart. Holy shit. Yeah. I would not shop there. That's for sure. Yeah. I was like, you know, you this switch store, places, man. This store has bigger problems than the snake in a bag of popcorn. <laughs> I gotta imagine that's true, yeah. Yeah. As evidenced by the mouse shit. Yeah. Keeping the snake alive. Right, right. And the popcorn, <laughs> I mean. That was, it, you know. <laughs> that was a but, comfy bed, you know, I guess. You could get a bag of popcorn for the free snake. It's not yeah. a bad deal, really. Oh, that's true. People pay decent money for black rat snake. Really? Yeah. Huh. I've never... Uh, met a domesticated black rat snake before. <laughs> yeah, some people keep them. Mm. An Idaho company cooked up the world's largest mac and cheese. Ooh. Yeah, it was in a vat that weighed 4,742 pounds. The previous record was a mere 2,469 pounds of mac and cheese. Oh my god, recession uh, confirmed. <laughs> yeah. The mac and cheese record has been broken. Yeah. Well, Alert the recessionists. They served hundreds of people, okay? So. Tell the Federal Reserve. <laughs> We're fucked. Uh, they actually... This sell, was, sell. This was their second attempt because the first time they used pre-salted milk in the Guinness group there, the Guinness record book people were like, no, each ind- ingredient has to be added separately. So... Wow. Yeah, that's probably a lot of waste that went down. But hey... Served hundreds of uh, hungry people some cheap mac and cheese. And finally... Macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mmm, melted together. I got another clip. Oh, boy. They're a lot like an ostrich. Um, They're tall, long-necked. They have talons on their feet that they kick. They kick like a horse kicks front and back. Emus are on the run in North Danville. 
They're very scary animals, actually. Ashley says her fiance has had the emus for 25 years. She says they've gotten out before, but have always stayed close to home. Not this time. Upon coming to here at about 2.30 in the morning, then we noticed that there was a fence panel down. She believes people tried to climb their fence when it broke. Police say teenagers told officers the birds were chasing them. Yeah, I wonder who broke the fence. Couldn't possibly be teenagers. You're blaming on the emu. It's an emu. So there were 11 emus that had escaped this pen Friday. And now all of them are home safe except for one who got hit by a bus. Oh. I know. It broke my heart. Emu versus bus. <laughs> but there was like a notification that the animal control there posted that said, don't approach them because they will gut you with one swipe of their talons. And that, I didn't know was a thing that could happen. That seems like bullshit. Is that for real? Is that for real, for real? I don't know. He said that they're quite scary. <laughs> scary animals. Well, you know, <laughs> if a public official tells me something scary, it must be fucking scary. That's for sure. They kick like a horse. <laughs> I kick like a horse. Fierce talons. El Goya. Right when it sees ya. With the light of your eyes. He'll got you like a fish. It's an emu. I clipped that. Yeah. Well, this fish has done been gutted. That is another bowl in the books. Thanks, bowlers, for hanging out with us. We will see you again on the next Token Tuesday. But until then, you know I'm going to stay. Here's Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll be DeLorean. Till next Tuesday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. After bowl till he's sick. I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Wikipedia says weed is still illegal. Probably a dancer. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl.com. <laughs>